Why would you even say that? Why did you admit that? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) That's a weird thing to admit on a podcast. It's just a little bit. It's like. Hi, welcome to Table Stop. This is a podcast where four best friends talk about video games, board games, and mostly just random bullshit. I'm Dan. I'm Ritter. I'm Rainy. I'm Kyle. Uh, I gotta be real with you guys. I had to do a lot of prep this time. It's already episode two, and I've already gone downhill on doing research <laughs> to start out with. This is a sophomore year of episodes. Who's really yep. doing any work? Exactly. I, I would not write a segue. <laughs> All right. Segways. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> I don't understand why you wouldn't write a segue. Why are you it? so anti-segue? Because it, it doesn't... I don't see how. It's like a cool scooter. Yeah, but the wheels are like here. Okay. Okay, but so a scooter, a scooter. All right, how do you stop a scooter? You get off the scooter. How do you how get do you, off you the Segway? Sure, back. you jump off the Segway, and now it's a roving, mad AI. And now you've got to hold down like a button. You've got to like lean back in the thing. Yeah, but then you start going backwards. I mean, how do you stop on roller skates? I don't know how to roller skate. You never did roller skating in fourth grade? I think I did, and I think I hated every single second of it. What about rollerblading? Yeah, I don't. I don't no, know. No, I don't. That. I can't even do that. Don't you have to skate before you blade? No, I. I, I think you I do. I found rollerblading to be easier than roller skating. Really, but those, those little rubber stoppers at the top. I could skated. never get used to those. I love roller I skating. I cannot. I cannot do inlines. I cannot rollerblade. Hmm. I think you have to roller skate before you can segue. I think it's an important <laughs> stepping stone. It's like to being able to get on a segue of getting around a city like a douche. You got to get yeah. your segue permit. And that's one of the tests you got to get. <laughs> Is there a permit? <laughs> no, I see you were making a joke. Whoosh. Whoosh. All right. R slash whoosh. Can Man, I tell you? Anyone... Sorry, can I tell you last time I went to a skating rink, I was like 17, and I was just doing my thing, having a good time skating around, going a little slow because I hadn't skated in a few years. I was warming up to it. Some nine-year-old skated by me and went, you're really bad at this, and skated by. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know you. How are you going to do this to me? Where are your parents? I was trying to have a good time. And then every single time they passed me, because they were just speed skating, every time they skated past me, they just look at me. Like, "Mm, mm." and I'm like, who are you? Man, going back to segues, though, did you guys ever play any of the Twisted Metal games? I'm familiar. Oh, I I think I I did. I played the PS1. So there's there's this driver. His name is Axel. And he's just basically a Segway. He's a dude with both of his arms <laughs> as the axle of the oh, car. That's the yeah. worst right. Transformer ever. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's like two giant wheels. I don't know if I'd call it a Segway. It's kind of, well, I guess he's not. How, did, how does he turn? He There's a lot of questions. Turn. He'd zero turn. Both yeah. wheels just spin opposite directions, and now he's turning. How does he wipe? How does he how does wipe? He, the what? physics of T-posing. How does he wipe? He's basically if T-posing the car. His arms wheels. <laughs> he lets go of the wheels. Ritter. No, he doesn't. That's the whole thing. He's trapped in there. And in Twisted Metal 2, you get a, a wish from the guy who's doing the Twisted Metal like tournament, and his wish was to be free. But it's like one of those wishes where, like, I don't it's know. It's a monkey's paw wish. Yeah. Where no matter what you say, you're going to be like, ah, you said this thing, not this. Yeah. Ah, you wished for a million bucks. Here's a million deer to stampede your face. Yeah, basically. It's like, you're free. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything to buy you as a car man. Right. This is your new owner. Man, those games were so rad. Why isn't there a good car combat game? But there is, but that's for later in this episode, folks. Oh, Oh, foreshadowing. Man, the mystery of it. You guys hang on to that. Is Mario Kart not a car battle game? (laughs) I mean, I guess it is. It's not (laughs) as great as a battle mode. You know what? You're right. 
N64 arena mode and Mario Kart, man, that was that was the original way to settle scores. I'm yeah, now imagining yeah. Twisted Metal, but when Mario Kart style. <laughs> and I'm just living in that. I'm the best! Oh. What is your wish? To be the best! <laughs> that, that's Toad winning. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a funny joke. <laughs> sure, it was. Well, everyone knows Toad. Well, you know how Peach's crown, like the power up, turns Toadette into like Peach, but with like Toadette hair? What if that was Toad's wish? The created Aww. the Peach crown. I want to be the best princess, if... and he just puts on the crown, and now he's Peach. Okay. Origin story. Here's a deep, deep, deep cut of something. Cut. All right? Ooh. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So, when you're playing Mario Kart 64 and. Racing in one of the cups, whatever one has, Booze Boardwalk. You know that one? I think that's a third cup. I can't, the Emerald Cup or? The cup doesn't matter. I remember as a kid playing this level. I think I played Toad, doesn't matter that either. But uh, if you were racing, every now and then Peach would drop this item, and if you hit it, you shrank. It was like getting hit with a lightning bolt, and to my knowledge, to my Recalling my eight-year-old self-knowledge, she's the only one that did this, and that was the only race she did it on. I don't know if it was a haunted cartridge, or if it was Game Sharked, or what. Ooh, but that this might have been haunted, haunted me cost. to this day. Have you ever Ooh. been able to find anything online? I never looked because I never remember. <laughs> oh, until just you know, this very let's just moment. keep the mystery. Yeah. You All guys right. are gonna have to get some stitches for that deep cut. Deep cut. Ooh. Yeah, see those new self-stitches? I was thinking of getting some just because I'm so clumsy. Yeah. One day I will hurt myself in a way that I need stitches. And I won't be you there. Just straight away and Kyle will not be stitches? there. It's like a little, it's like, I don't know, it's like you like put it on, it's like a sticker almost that you put over oh, your thing and then you yeah. like pull it tight and it like stitches it for you. It's like a very easy kind of self-stitch thing for people who like going out in the wilderness and stuff like that. It's so cool. Yeah, it's super easy self-stitch and I was like, man... I should really get some of those. I hurt myself all the time. All I'm the constantly time. going up to Kyle and being like, hey, uh, no reason why. Do you know where the burn cream is? Because I just want to know. I mean, stitches don't fix a burn, though. Yeah, but it it'll be good for when I cut did. myself to where I need stitches. I cut the back of my ankle so bad one time I needed a uh, liquid skin. So it's only a matter of time. It truly is. Yeah. Ooh. Let's yeah. put some quick clot on that, too. It was, <laughs> it was bleeding. <laughs> it was a bleeding. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm just very clumsy. So I saw that and I was like, oh my God, this is for the future of people like me that are broke but hurt themselves in how, many ways. How does it work? You have like, It must have two pieces of adhesive, I imagine. And then you just pull the thread between them? Yeah, it's kind of like that from what I remember. I just looked at it pretty quick cause, and I was like, oh, great idea. But it's like that. Yeah, you like put it over the area and it just put a big sticker and then you just like pull it tight like some shoelaces. And then it's just like a little self-stitch that holds your cut together for you. Hmm. Any any surgeons out there, does that work? Let yeah. me know. <laughs> if you're a surgeon listening to our podcast, <laughs> why? send us an email. <laughs> Don't why? say why. why? And, Don't ask. Uh, send us an email. And also, if you're open to more questions about uh, what's wrong with me, let me know. Ooh. I've got a whole bunch of questions. Speaking of emails, this yes. is a little behind the music. Oh. We do have an email address. Do we you do? want to open it up to the world? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it's on our Facebook, which, by the way, I set up a Facebook for us and all that stuff. Uh, We have a YouTube coming up. We're having trouble getting the video up because it keeps failing. Yeah, Yeah, someone someone stole the Delgado. (laughs) No YouTube video today, bros. But uh, we're working on getting the YouTube video up. It keeps messing up somewhere, and we got to babysit it. So, So uh, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, so if you have any comments, questions, critiques, 
Send us an email at tablestopcast at gmail.com. That's tablestopcast at gmail.com. Spelled like it sounds, <laughs> except there is a silent Q in there. Figure it out. Get good. <laughs> Stable squawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, uh, just send us anything, I guess. If you just want to. Not wanna... shark porn. Yeah. Not, no, not yes. anything, really. Anything. Maybe a shark big porn. Thing. No. I mean, None. there is a shark dating simulator on Steam I that I thought about buying. Oh, dudes. Oh? There's just straight up porn on Steam right now. There's no. this game. I think it. I think it's called Gray. I just oh, saw one no. on the front page. And every time I see like an adult contact game, I'm like, I'm going to get some good chuckles. Let me click this and see the big fake anime titties. Good chuckles, Not says. big fake anime titties. Real fake anime titties? It's 3D models. Full. Oh, full no. You can see all the bits mm. and bops. It's Ooh. like a shitty flash Eat. game you would I, find online for free. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I showed producer yeah. Big Boss and she was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's awful. I was looking for a new game on Steam the other day, and the amount of, because uh, I like fun little cutesy games, and I looked up Dating Sims for a giggle, because I love Monster Prom, and I thought about getting the Shark Prom game, or it's not Shark Prom, it's just Shark Dating, and I thought it was hilarious, but there is a lot of very creepy things, There's so, so many creepy prom. things. Like, the quality control in Steam has really gone down. That it's just all garbage, and you have to hunt to find the good games. I'm just going to post a picture of John Stamos and be like, "This is my game, <laughs> Stamos Stare." <laughs> First one Did to blink you steal was... from something. Did I'm you sorry. Just come I, up with I'm that? sorry, I didn't steal it. From oh my anything. goodness, that's so good. <laughs> it's coming How out right now. How long can you stare, John Stamos? <laughs> I don't even know who this is. <laughs> it's a blinking sim. Don't blink. He only blinks when you do. <gasps> oh, my God. Isn't uh, he the guy? You know what? I believe. Yeah, okay. He is the guy from Full House. For a second, I was like, did I fuck that up? Is he no, thank God you said that because I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's, uh, he's the uncle from uh, Full House, the hot uncle that everyone wants to bang. Man, I wish I looked that good whenever I was <gasps> in my late 50s. That girl. That girl. This girl? Yes. Who is that? Who is that is again? Is that the girl who paid for her daughter to go to college? Yeah, she's in jail now. Good. That's a what his uh, his wife on the show or uh, or Aunt something Becky, like that. I, think. I didn't Aunt watch Becky. Full House. And Becky, yeah, she got caught in a huge scheme of like uh, rich people being pay being able to pay to get their uh, dumb rich kids into college, which everyone knew was happening. Man, I wish I had rich parents to pay for me yeah. to get in college. Now everyone knew that was <laughs> happening, but she got caught and she's like in jail now. And I'm like, dang, Aunt Becky. It's fucked up. So she was paying off instructors to give somebody enough grades to get in. Yeah, we're paying, yeah. she was paying just companies. paying the college to like put her enroll her child. It was like so, a big sting. Like, yeah. like there were actual companies that you would give them money and they would like take the SATs as your kids. It was a whole big thing. That oh, yeah. you can hire people to take any test for you, LSAT, like SAT, all that stuff. You just like they just sign your name. I mean, people do that for, uh, what, the big, uh, the bar exam? That's the lawyer exam, right? Yeah, that's the lawyer exam. Yeah, people do that for the bar exam. They hire people to just take it for them. They're like, fuck it, I'll be a fine lawyer without this. When you lie on the resume but still get the job. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you should always lie a little bit on the resume. Not big lies. You don't want to commit fraud. I'm be real. I didn't know that. My resume was so lame. Kyle mocked me for it. My resume was stuff like, I was in a play in theater. And the (laughs) the thing... Kyle mocks me the most for it is that I had the fact that I took six years of Spanish on my resume. And he's like, you you're, you can't even speak Spanish. You I was like, can't. I still took six years of Spanish. Fuck you. 
If there's any HR managers out there, please turn the podcast off for about 10 seconds. Hire me. I have six years of Spanish. <laughs> so one of the big, like, because after I went through out of college, I just, I put out hundreds of applications. Mm-hmm. Job hunting sucks. But I was really tempted to do this one trick where you would go in your resume and in white text, you would type in all the key phrases like dueling, bilingual, like a whole bunch of things. That way, whenever you send that resume to a company, it's in white text. So you're not going to see it if you read it. But their algorithms and their sorting computers will see it and be like, okay, this candidate has these set skills. So so you get through that initial filter. And what a risky biz new. It's a little risky. I never did. Is it? What are they going to do? That's so risky. What if they like... Probably nothing. What Probably if they not highlight you? your resume <laughs> What's the worst something? that could happen? You don't work there. Are they going to fire you? No. The embarrassment. What if they emailed you and they were like, hey, I saw what you did. Done. Gotta cheat hard. It's gone. I, I would die of embarrassment. I get embarrassed when I... Kyle got so embarrassed because uh, the lady at the fish store the other day told us to have a good vacation and he said you two back to her that... He just looked like a defeated man. I do that so much that it doesn't even face me. She said, have a good vacation. He went, you too. Shit. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately under his breath. Uh, Uh, So, uh, hey, Ritter. Hey. What have you been playing? Final Fantasy 3. Is that the one with the good entrance? Is that the one with the almonds? Yes, it's Final Fantasy 6. I know. But it's Final Fantasy three for America, so that's what I'm going to call it. It is the best entrance of any Final Fantasy. I love that. Have you yeah. guys seen it? No, no I haven't. All, All I've seen is like I'll, I'll pull up a silent video of it. Mm-hmm. Right. What did you start to say? I was going to say all I've seen is like screenshots of like the Let It Go scene in a uh, Frozen, except uh, Goofy's there for some course. reason. It's <laughs> just Wait. like very weird stuff like that. Who? Who's there? Goofy. 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 Why are you saying goofy to my Final Fantasy 3? Are you thinking of Kingdom Hearts? Oh my god, oh. cut this from the podcast. I was thinking of oh, Kingdom that's Hearts. stay in there. No. Call it out. Call yeah. it out. Call you out. It, Balls exposed on stream. Like, what in the I world? always get those two mixed up. Please Let's cut see. this. This is my biggest shame. I've never played either of those. I mean, Square Enix is involved. Although I oh. don't know if it was uh, Square Enix. I think it might have just been Square. I think it was back, back when that was made. Before, so, the, yeah. before the merge. That was my favorite Final Fantasy. That was a big part of my childhood. Did you play all of it? Did you beat I, it? I was too young to actually beat it. I got to the sunken sand, sand city part where you. I know. I oh got my, to. I was going to say I that's got to like, the train. I got past the train. Okay, that's more train. believable because the sunken city is like five minutes into the game. I always thought that was the coolest part. But go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. You said it. I got real excited because this is one of my favorite games. Yeah, it's a lot of people's Nintendo. favorite games, and that's what I was wondering. I was like, why? Is this game the one that people say is better than seven? Oh, which Kafka's I have. Laugh. Kafka's <laughs> laugh is very it's it's very present and it works so well for no other voice acting or whatever or sound effects. That's the one that you get out of it. Who's yeah. Kafka? Uh, it's Kafka. He's um, pretty much the first person that you run into in the game. It's like, oh, this is the bad guy, yeah. and just continuously keeps popping up and causing havoc. Whatever you want to say. How is this video so obscure? There's only 9,000 views and 41 likes. Yeah, maybe it's re-upload. It's wait, re-upload. wait, so this isn't a new game that just came out? Nope. No, this okay. came out in like 93, 94. I embarrassingly know nothing about, obviously know nothing about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and all those other games that have like a gajillion sequels. I always thought those guys were mummies that walk around the town, but now that I see they kind of have like gas masks on. Yeah, hmm. that's uh, Narsh, Narshi, whatever you want to pronounce it as. 
Uh, it's the first town you wake up in or whatever you want to say. Um, but yeah, you weren't even born when this game came out. Oh. So it's a... Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Don't All sing. Right. we get copyright infringements. It's too good. <laughs> too good. Anyway, um, I am decently far. And what I thought that you were going for with your Frozen reference was there is a very uh, talked about scene in this game, and it's an opera house scene hmm. where... This is one of the ones that people bring up Kafka, and they bring up the opera house, uh, where one of your party members goes and impersonates this other person to try and catch this guy who just happens to have an airship. Yeah. So that's their whole plan is, this dude with the airship wants his chick. We have a chick. She's going to go pretend to be that chick, and he'll kidnap her, and then we fight him and get his boat. Yeah, I remember that part. Hmm. So yeah. Um... But it's a really neat scene. It really does neat stuff with the music. Yeah. It uh, there's no singing, but oh. the way that they meter it out with like long tones over top of the conduction makes it seem like they are singing, and it's a very neat scene that uh, has a huge impact later in the game. Really cool. It's very very cool. Well done. I haven't beaten it yet myself. Uh, from what I understand, I'm at like squarely at the three quarter mark. I am at the point where you would take out first disc and put in second disc if it had discs. This was a Super Nintendo game. This brings me back because I would I, I got I'm the younger sibling. Yeah, Baby. and my brother would play Final Fantasy and these really dense RPGs, and I would just sit and watch them. And like you describing the opera sing just brought back such strong nostalgia. Because I remember my brother sitting there with the printouts from GameFAQs. Yeah, GameFAQs! Have... I'm still looking at GameFAQs <laughs> for this game, man. Man, and like, we didn't have internet, so you'd have to go to school and print them out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, or to your man. friend's house who had the internet with a printer. I did that one Yeah, time. yeah, we had to do... <laughs> I remember doing that for some of the Metroid games. I remember getting like the the magazine that had like game hacks and stuff in it. Yeah, like there was like a little magazine that had game cheats and all other kind of hacks and stuff. This is the scene I'm talking about. So this was on the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and it's just like the parallax scrolling of the, the the ground and these three mechs walking towards the city. I don't know. It just it's so good, and if I could play the music, it would really tie it in because Final Fantasy is ubiquitous. They all have good music. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy? Uh, I have no idea what it's about, period. Actually, not any of them. I don't well, know how many there are. I think there's, what, 17? I don't know what a single one of them is about. I All I can think of is Goofy. Well, you which pick, is clearly not you right. Say the first one, there's a bad guy trying to take over the world and unleash chaos, and you gotta mm-hmm. stop him. Done. Mm-hmm. Very simple plot. Uh, this one, there's a bad guy... Trying to take over the world with big magical powers. So they're all they're all kind of like uh, individual, like they mm. don't continue a single storyline kind of thing. Right. The only times that they are considered sequels is they'll put a two in the name, mm. like there's ten and there's ten two. Oh, okay. oh, that's why they do that. Thirteen. That's a bad place to start. I really like ten. I think I think you would like ten if it's uh, it, it got a re-release on uh, PS4. Hmm. So if it's on sale or something, actually, I got a copy if you want to try it out. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's recommend. always just been intimidating to get into just because, you know, it's it's such a big franchise. And I always thought that it was kind of a continuation. Like, if you play one, you have to play literally all of them to understand. Oh, which no. I get that vibe from Kingdom Hearts, which Kingdom I also Hearts, don't know I anything about. That Yeah, you're, you're definitely losing yeah. some continuity or some kind of details if you have skipped any of them. And there's um, 
there's like one, two, three over, or uh, 358 over two well, for some. I don't remember why. It's like half, it's, it's a weird title. If it was a contest for weird titles, a couple of those Kingdom Heart games win it. Yeah. There's just a few spinoffs it's just, in It's there. always very confusing. They always have Goofy and Donald in them. I know that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, this new game, all I know is there's, all I know from, uh, from Kingdom Hearts is the memes. Like Goofy being there inexplicably and let it go when frozen. And also right. apparently Donald Duck has like godlike power in the new game with like some kind of weird mage blast he does. And everyone's like, damn, Donald is God. Hey, uh, can we talk real talk real oh? quick? Goofy Real Fox. Time. Goofy Fox hard. He has a son. He has a. He's a good dad. Also, not only does he have a son, but in the second Goofy movie, he gets another girlfriend because you know the wife's dead or whatever. I yeah. think. Oh really? It, yeah. Uh, Max, uh, Goofy's wife, I think, is dead. Yeah. Oh jeez. And uh, they don't wow. either. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Like I was gonna she's say, they, or... I don't think they got divorced. I don't think that's a a thing Disney that they're gonna divorce. introduce. You yeah. know, that's kind of fucked up. That they Disney love killing off parents. Kill off the mom. Than divorce her out. Oh, they love killing off parents, but they're not going to put divorce into anything. So I'm pretty sure she's dead, like long dead. And then he gets like a foxy new librarian girlfriend in uh, the Goofy movie too when he follows Max to college. Oh, it's pretty I remember sick. Having a crush on Max's girlfriend from Goofy movie one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that was. I mean, I was uh, a kid. See, Don't look have, at me like that. <laughs> I didn't okay. have a crush on her. Right. What I had a crush on was the sick jazz goofy girl in the second Goofy movie. That a uh, chubby one. friend. Oh, look up jazz girl Goofy movie too. All right. She well, look is exactly so that. smooth See if that works. and soft does, and does the clips. She I'll does the little. Right there. Oh. No, you're kidding. Go back. Jazz girl from <laughs> Goofy movie. Are you serious? Yes, there she is. She's stunning. She wears a beret. She has like dark eyeshadow. She's hot. Yeah. And she like she's with the chubby one. She's with the chubby friend. And she's just like a cool jazz girl and she does the little finger clicks and everything and she's she so cool. She reminds me of Doug's sister from Doug. Oh, I know who you mean. I don't remember I a lot about funny Doug? Her name. Doug Funny Doug. Yeah. I don't remember a ton about Doug uh, Funny. That was a little bit before my time. Oh, Gosh. man, that hurts. I'm sorry. Because I was like... I know about Quail Man, and I... There you go. The <laughs> That's only, all you need. The number one thing I remember Slicer. from Doug Funny is that one episode... Oh, yeah. yeah. That one episode, I always talk about it, and Kyle is very mad about this episode. The episode where he hates liver and onions so much that he tries to get brainwashed to where he, he tries to hypnotize himself to where he'll like <laughs> liver and onions because he's going over to Patty Mayonnaise's house to meet her parents and they're planning on making liver and onions. So he spends the entire episode trying to condition himself to like liver and onions by hypnosis, by anything. And then in the end, it ends up that the mom didn't have time to make it, so they just order pizza. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. But it makes me mad because that's the only <laughs> basis by which you do not like liver and onions. I refuse to eat liver and onions because of that episode. If Doug Funny hated it that much, so do I. I Since a child, I was like, Doug Funny knows best. Liver and onions is disgusting. I will never eat it. And I haven't. <laughs> I, I have I get sense. that because I, too, have seen that exact episode. Yeah. And that is the one that I... Most vividly remember as yes, well, weirdly right? enough. It's just and sticks I seem in you. to remember having like nightmares about his nightmares about the dang on yes. liver and onions. I'm so glad I it's also not was just traumatized me. to not eat it. Traumatized, it haunted me. And then I do know that my brother, who was a year older than me, saw that episode and went, I'm gonna try liver and onions. And we were probably like six and seven respectively so we went to a restaurant with my dad and this seven year old boy ordered liver and onions and the waitress <laughs> was like are you sure, honey? And he's like, yes, I want to try it. Doug Funny said, it's bad. 
And so he got it. He took one bite and went, this is disgusting and I hate it. So that only solidified what Doug Funny had said to me. And I was like, Doug knows best. I will never try it. It is weird because I've had it. I've actually did try it at some point. In my oh, life. Is it good okay. or is it weird it's texture? Not, you haven't had it either. I've never had it. I want to try it. Doug Funny like said weird no. Texture. I don't it's mind like, textures. It's like gummy steak. If you don't mind textures, it is very like I'm weird about umami flavorful. I, I'm weirdly i I didn't even know people had hangups about textures until oh, yeah. I was in college. I won't eat cooked onions because I have a weird thing about the texture of cooked onions. I'll eat raw onions all day long, but um. I cannot eat cooked onions in anything whatsoever. In fact, if I, the number one reason I don't like red sauce is because it has pieces of cooked onions. Those onion. little tiny onions oh. in it. Yes! Exactly. Why don't they make a ragu that doesn't have the dang it, little pieces of onions in it? It has to be puree because if, uh, first, I hate tomatoes. I like sauce, but I don't like tomatoes. So if it has pieces of tomatoes in it, I won't eat it immediately. But it has those little tiny pieces of cooked onion in it. And if I so much as bite down upon one, I physically gag. I have such you, a weird thing about yeah, and you texture. can't eat the rest of your spaghetti. Can you guys yeah. with onion rings? No. No. I don't oh. need onion rings. If I if I am presented with free onion rings, because I would never order them on my own accord, I will eat the breading around it and throw away that little piece of cooked onion in the middle. Mm. Big Boss has a weird story about... There's this casino up in Connecticut that mm. has a Fuddruckers in it. I don't know why the Connecticut part was fight with that story but uh, her and her brother were eating there and like this fool was eating onion rings mm. but instead of doing your way where you'd eat the bread in because oh, no. you're a normal human being oh no they were just straight up eating the onions oh no wow we are way What's in the, the weeds point? on this one we really went <laughs> yeah. away from so, everything so final fantasy to doug to onions <laughs> yeah so uh, oh, yeah, sometimes just be like that fantasy. you don't think you'd be like that but it's like that what else are <laughs> you playing bud or you got any more thoughts on final fantasy uh no, not really. That's pretty much covering it. I mean, you could talk about Kingdom Hearts, but that's a whole other animal to tackle. That yeah. I would say start with the first one and just play like the first dang Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts. It's not terrible. It's got some neat stuff in it. Has characters from Ten in it. Yeah, really. yeah. I think Ten was like right before it or something. Maybe I don't know. I don't. think they're pushing uh, Riku hard for SummerSlam then too. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know much about two. I watched a Let's Play of one. I haven't ever played I did it myself. Too. So. I, I played, I own one, and I played a little bit. It wasn't my cup of the tea at the time. I'm just not a big fan of Disney stuff. Yeah. I didn't, I, like, the movies didn't hit for me because I never saw them. True. So yeah, there, there's no, um, but yeah. there's, there's no nostalgia attached to it. Yeah, nostalgia is definitely, like, the main focus of that series, I think. I think that's why it's so popular. Yeah, nostalgia is crucial in the enjoyment of a lot of things, but especially that. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of friends that were into it in high school and middle school, and... Yeah, it gets I never could get into it myself. It gets a lot of publicity. Were they uh, were they on top of a rock pile in a mall parking lot, key sword fighting? If they had key swords, they would have been. It's key oh, blade. It's key blade. Oh first of all, it's key blade. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. You can't say key sword. It's not a thing. Could all right, please so send your corrections your to the Taco Bell Twitter account. <laughs> and our email is going to be great for all the hate we're going to get it from the yeah, Kingdom Hearts uh, fans. Email now. me at tablestopcast yeah. at uh, it. gmail.com for getting Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy mixed up. Yeah, Ooh. that one, there's no I'm rest Very sorry. <laughs> Somebody's yeah, that, writing the email right now. I am uh, so sorry. The one uh. listener. So you got anything else play-wise? Uh, no, that's been uh, a big focus for uh, when I was sick. It was all I was doing oh, yeah, was sitting you were around. you commission, yeah. For like five days. Didn't yeah. even play Final Fantasy fourteen, which is also great. It's the MMO. But uh yeah. Final Fantasy three. Good stuff. 
about you, Dan? What are you playing? Me? Yeah. Oh, oh. wow. Ooh. That combo breaker. Man, Folks. you're breaking the cycle that we'd usually do. Oh, you know what? That we established what in playing? episode one. Oh. Break the walls down. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. We'll, we'll switch right. this thing up. I haven't really been playing too, too much. Um, I got pretty sucked into this game called Factorio. What's that about? So it's a game for, for Steam. And uh, it's your typical, you land on a planet, and you, you got some basic functionality. You can, you can harvest some wood. You can, um, you, can, you can punch trees. You can punch Minecraft? rocks. It's kind of like, like Terraria or Starbound to me. It's like not those Minecraft. games, but here Minecraft is where... Is not Minecraft. <laughs> 2D Minecraft. Here's where it gets different. So you land on a planet, and first things first, you need to get some wood. You need to get some uh, iron, start mm-hmm. building things. So you, you start with a drill, you start with a forge, and you're running around, cutting down trees, getting coal, throwing it in your furnaces, throwing it in your, your, your harvesters. They're doing their thing, generating some iron. That iron's getting... getting uh, Getting forged into some steel, okay. not steel, iron plates. Iron forged into iron. Okay. But this is where this game is fantastic. Ooh. So it takes that simple idea. Mm-hmm. Why not automate that process? Why not build a power plant? You're buying some water, so you get some steam generating. You get some power generating. You have an electric harvester do that. You have electric furnaces doing that. You have conveyor be- belts taking these raw resources, putting through whatever process that they need to go through, and moving them on. And this game. Um, <laughs> progresses through a research tree and each there's four or five types of research and they each need certain things Mm -hmm. to create those resources that research so you just automate that process and what you end up getting is systems on top of systems on top of systems so you need some sprockets you need a you need a an iron bar will give you some sprockets all right cool you need to combine those sprockets with a piece of conveyor belt cool now you have a research point Oh, but you need the next complicated research, which has more things that need to be manufactured to go into making that resource. So it's it's crazy. Hmm. So you're doing all this. You're generating pollution. The locals don't like pollution. The locals on this world are basically like the Zerg or Tyranid, and they will attack whatever's creating that pollution. So on top of building up your factory, creating these really, really complicated systems, you're also fending off like a horde of just bugs. It's... It's great. Is there any way to like kind of make green energy in it, or is like that just part of the you can, challenge? You can go green. You can make solar panels. I imagine it's slower and more work, though. Yeah, and you can make. There's there are ways to offset your uh, your pollution, but funnest way to do it is you're fucking Andrew Carnegie. <laughs> you're coming boy. in here. You're destroying this entire planet just so you can build a rocket ship and get off this planet. <laughs> sounds like a mix of SimCity and Minecraft a little bit. Yes, it does it sounds like a really good Minecraft mod? There was a Minecraft mod similar to it called Feed the Beast, or uh, I mean, Tekkit had Tech-It, automation. Tech-It. It's it's kind of like those, but this is an isometric view, and I, it's it's a really good game. Wait, it's isometric? It's isometric. You're top down. You're oh, I thought it was two D. That was just my own preconceived notion. It, it's not really two D. It's it's isometric, and everything's a sprite, so you can run it on basically anything. Hmm. I gotta be honest, I have a thing against isometric games. I've always hated them. Really? I've always hated... We've talked about this before. Whenever you've played a top-down game that you were really enjoying on your computer, I just don't like them. There's something about top-down games where I'm just like, don't like this one bit. I like to be their first person or third person and be able to, like, control stuff and walk around. With top-down, kind of like... 
stuff like that, I just it's never caught my interest. It's never been a game mode that I was ever interested in playing. Hmm. Hmm. How about like Link to the Past, like Zelda? Yeah, like old Zelda games are isometric. Yeah, Zelda's a little different because you're controlling like one character. I guess it's like those. Uh, it's like the games where you're like. Um, oh my god, I'm trying. I'm struggling to kind of think of the right thing. Where you're like, what is the uh, the kind of mode of that one game we played the other day, where we were creating oh, our own little like guys, Fire Emblem sort of kind of Advance Wars. Yeah, kind of like that kind of top down oh, where you're controlling. Yeah, yeah, it's Wargroove. War Which, groove. that yeah. was fun, because it was, like, multiplayer, but yeah. when it's just, it, like, you, and you're making a bunch of stuff, and popping out stuff, and it's top-down, and you're not, like, one specific guy, you're sending your armies here, and oh, you're doing RTSs. this. Oh, RTSs. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, is RTSs. RTS. That's what okay. I'm thinking of, yes. I'm sorry. So RTS, RTSs, to, to specify that, yes, I personally, obviously, hate RTSs. Hmm. They've never caught my interest. It is one of those types of games I just hate all, all RTS. I've never once found an RTS that I actually enjoyed playing ever. Oh, I love this, RTSs. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I know. I know. We're, it's very complete because you absolutely love them. Mm. And most people do. And I, I don't know what's wrong with me that I just hate them. Just it has it. its place. Yeah. There's some times when you just want to sit and play like uh, Civ versus an RTS. In my opinion, I could play hours and hours of dang Civ. Uh, but if I try to play like Rise of Nations or uh, even even Dawn of War, I don't play that for an incredibly extended period of time. I get that. It's yeah. like a half hour sprint and then I'm done. Well, Civ's more like a board game, anyways, and it's it's turn based. Right. So yeah, yeah. So I, I pulled up a couple pictures. It's isometric, but the thing I love about this game is how complex your systems get rapidly. Hmm. You got to worry about oh man, I'm not producing enough steel, so I need to go and build more steel factories. Oh crap. That's taking too much iron. I need to go and build a train system to transport iron from this mine like three or four kilometers away to my main factory. Yeah, that's It's a lot fun. of plates you got to spin at once. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can get stuck in these thought circles where you're thinking about how to do this more efficiently. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I love it. And it's really, like, itching a scratch for me right now. Scratching an itch. Scratching an itch. And it's kind the, of uh, very kind of thoughtful <laughs> kind of feel. I have something for you to check out then in your spare time on your phone. It uh, well, I definitely yeah, because you have the Android Master Race now. You've moved away from that cursed iPhone of yours. Yeah, Tim Cook, don't tell me how to use my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the the CEO of Apple. Wait, what? Who? R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it is a game called The Armory and the Machine. Okay. Ooh. And what you start with is a white screen and all that's there is a bar that says heat and when you push the button it takes uh 30 seconds and it makes a heat and you're like okay what do i do from here and you keep pressing it is this like a cookie clicker kind of game no eventually you get to automation and then okay i've built heat now i can build tanks how do i store more heat well i use tanks okay now i can build kilns and it means I can put more workers on here because my tank production's overshadowing my heat production. Then you get to fluid to make the workers work better so they can make more heat and build more tanks to store more heat to build more kilns to build more workers to build more heat. Mm. And then you get to exploring with the machine. And you go to various... Uh, there's, uh, it's, it, there's no graphics. Everything's like text-based. You start with one place and it costs you fuel to get there. Now you got to build fuel. And... 
it goes from one tab with nothing to seven tabs with all of these things that operate independently and automatically. It's, uh, I think it's neat. And mm. it, uh, mm. it's a great time waster. You just sit and you make stuff and you push a button and it runs across. And the whole process reminded me of what you were talking about there. And there are some parts where you have to, like, have reaction, like some of the... Whenever you go exploring, all your skills are on a cooldown. So you have, like, a smash, it takes, like, two seconds to come back, and you just keep, like, hammering the smash, hoping that you kill whatever's trying to kill you before they get you. I'm up to the point where I have, like, grenades now, Ooh. and a healing elixir thing that I can hit. And, uh, yeah, great time waster for a free game. Really neat. Okay, I'll Big definitely fan. check it out. Yeah, I like, check it, check it. I like... Making simple systems and complicated systems. I don't know what it itches, right? But it's it's good. Yeah, it like shows all your stuff too. It's like okay, I'm producing this at a rate of this many seconds. I will get to full in this many minutes, or I will get to zero in this many minutes. And if you get it balanced well, it's like okay, this thing's going to take three thousand seven hundred and eighty minutes to build Ooh. because I'm making everything else using that one resource, but I'm not losing any. I'm maintaining like a constant uh, influx and outflux. Yeah, the other game I uh, I touched a little bit this week, it, it wasn't too much, was this little game on the Switch called uh, Devil Engine. So what Devil Engine is, it's a shmup. It's a hardcore, kick you in the face, steal your wallet, and then use your debit card to buy hookers and blackjack. It oh. is, it's a tough, oh. tough shmup. The thing that first attracted me to it, um, Matt from Super Best Friends played it. Uh, the, the old R.I.P. Best Friends. But they used to talk about this game when it was in development on their podcast. Yeah. The art, the sprite work, and the music. Like, everybody pause this podcast right now. Just go to YouTube and listen to the soundtrack. It is... No other... Oh, I guess... another game since Persona 5 really had a soundtrack <laughs> that, like, just grabbed me. Hmm. Like, uh, the song you should specially check out, especially, man, I can't speak, is um, Stage 2 NNYC, just the stage music. It's jazzy. It reminds me of the music from, uh, oh, Sonic 1's Casino Level. Yeah. Sonic Casino Night Zone. Yeah. Wait, you never made it to the Casino Zones? I think Casino Zone was, like, Stage 3. But, yeah, yeah. Um, It's a shmup, so... It's a bullet hell. You're dodging bullets, but it's kind of hard to dodge bullets because all the artwork is so good. Mm. Isn't it? It's Damon Engine, is it? Or is it Devil Engine? It's uh, Devil Engine. It is Devil. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah Devil Engine. Oh, okay. You know what has good jazzy music, too? Cuphead. Yeah, oh, well, that's Cuphead. like... Cuphead has a great... That's saying, like, 50s music. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, very it's definitely like stylized intentionally. It is so good. Kyle and I played that for a really long time, and then it got too hard, and we kind of dropped out of it. Yeah, we got stuck we on the got, Queen Bee We boss. got stuck on a... <laughs> wasn't that the whole circus level in general? Was the Queen Bee part of that whole no, circus the world? Like we, there was, like, the, the bees that were, like, the cops, and then there was, like, all the worker bees. Oh, that yeah, people no, were, like, the bee level. Stuff. Oh, my God. It was just so difficult. Yeah. Man, I don't have many fears, but... That animation style for Cuphead, anything that's that old animation style, mm-hmm. I hate it. Really? What? Makes me, like, on edge. Hate I it. It's like, it's pleased. as creepy as anything you could possibly, any terrible, horrible thing that you could imagine. That's what gets me. I am shocked. Oh. On the other hand, uh, 
I had trouble beating the mermaid level because I kept looking at how pretty the mermaid was. And I was yeah. like, mermaid's so pretty. And I had trouble like just, <laughs> focusing on beating her. Like she'd be like doing her little hip sway thing and I'd be looking at and then I'm dead. And I'm like, I'm I'm Stop very sorry. I just died. To you. I was looking Getting at the mermaid hips. <laughs> we died more times on that level than the other level because she just couldn't pay attention. <laughs> I was just like, oh, she looks so pretty. Oh, I'm dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry I died. So, yeah. It's like everything's all made of like goop and it just... Uh, Oh, they they uh wasn't it like a hand drawn game right like yeah. they went through all the effort of hand drawn mm-hmm. a lot of effort very um kind of baby love project they did like one of them mortgaged their house to make that game and everything oh, really? so That's I was so excited I was so excited that it worked that out really well for them risk. it's just very uh, difficult I mean it's meant to be difficult obviously it's one of those every battle is a boss battle kind of games that mm-hmm. uh, Kyle is uh, for one obsessed boss with battles my favorite. Like that's why you like Monster Hunter so much. Oh, don't, get me started. Boss don't, battle. don't get me started. Oh, speaking <laughs> of boss battles, have you ever seen a game called uh, Fury? Fury, I have not. It's it's kind of like a bullet hell kind of game, but there's only bosses, and I it has the coolest art style. Uh, Kyle's making it's notes. It's for the uh, Switch. Uh, I think I got it free on PSN once, hmm. like years ago. It's been it's out been for out for a while, while. Huh. but like in between each stage, it's just a cool hype build up as your character slowly walks to the next boss. Think oh, Samurai so Jack, cool. yeah, like, really, yeah, like huh. the artistic um, value. Very interesting colors that it picks from. Yeah, it's very neonish, like pinks and purples and yeah, blues. Reminiscent of Hyperlight Drifter. Absolutely, yeah. That's another game I really want to play. Too. That's a good game. If you if it's on sale somewhere, pick it up. Mm. But yeah, that Fury game didn't really grab me because I like more exploring and uh, checking out a world. Yeah, this is basically a linear hallway, but it right. is stylish as all get out, and it's all boss battles. You walk in, you see the arena, you see the dude, you have some words, and you're like, all right, I'm going to try and kill you, and you're going to try and kill me. One of us is walking out, and they're usually pretty civil about it. It's like, all right, here we go. That sounds fantastic. Hmm. Actually, the, the tutorial boss that you fight just shit talks you the entire time. It's nice. great. <laughs> right. The only one I know of that doesn't talk is the second boss. I've only seen up to like the fifth boss, I think, is where I quit out. I think it got to the toxic boss, either four or five, before I quit out. Yeah. I have a bad habit of not finishing games. Yeah, yeah you'll have that. Uh, it's a bad habit, though. Hmm. But um, other than that, Kyle and I played some board games, but we'll get to that in what we've played section coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, what we played. What we played, man. Man, uh, we got some good uh, words pause, for you folks. Pause that, sirs. We uh, still have video game things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, hey, Rainy. Oh, me? What did you play? Uh, th- honestly, I've been playing a lot of Anthem again. They did an update for Anthem uh, March 9th, I want to say. It was supposed to be around March 11th, but they bumped it a little bit early. It was supposed to fix a lot of problems with people getting kicked and everything. Right. I personally am still having the problems of uh, getting kicked from free play after too long and uh, getting quick kicked from uh, quick play matches and everything because I'm trying to do quick play stuff and it's just a nightmare. And also, right. I still have the bugs where it says three different people on the map want to talk to me when they actually don't. But some good things that it did do. Um all of my gear was maxed out epic max, like all the as high as epic stuff could get, and I had two masterwork guns. They bumped the max of epic from 36 to 38 and bumped all weapons that were 36 to 38. And also they bumped uh, a lot of the masterwork stuff. Like the masterwork guns I had were all 45. They went up, all of them went up to 61. So they just like, uh, they kind of fixed the fact that they were too low level. So I went from like 
Uh, like from 4.05 to like 4.61 in power the next day when I logged on, just where they bumped everything up. And wow. they also, um, they made more, after some big complaints, because when they did the update, if there was a little bit where it was kind of bugged, where like loot drops were awesome. Like right. people were getting hefty loot. It was great. It's everything that people have been asking for. But then they fixed it and the loot drops went back to garbage. But they've kind of like... They've added more loot drops since then. Like, they kind of, like, heard the outrage, and they're like, we hear you. And I don't think they went back to the level it was when it was bugged, but they definitely, like, increased the amount of loot because I noticed that I got quite a few more Masterwork items a couple days after the update. Like, even though I'd been playing a lot before that. And now I have some pretty decent Masterwork items. Like, I have some blast seals and everything that I didn't even think I could get before. But another interesting thing they did is... um. You used to only get a f- be able to get a few masterwork items in a Grandmaster One difficulty. I see. And now you can get all masterwork items as well as a very slim chance of getting legendary. I haven't gotten any legendary yet, but you can. So legendary and, is above masterwork. Yes, and legendary is the highest you can get. I don't have a single legendary item yet. I see. But they made it to where you're capable of getting all masterwork items on Grandmaster One. And the chances of getting both masterwork and legendary increase the more difficult it gets, of course. And they also, like, uh, they increase the, uh, what's the word, I'm like, the uh, recommended level that your javelin should be to take on Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. Oh, I see. Yeah, For people it, jumping in and not having adequate gear and mm-hmm. getting stomped. Exactly. Because it was, like, a, we recommend your javelin is 400 for Grandmaster 1, 450 for Grandmaster 2, and 500 for Grandmaster 3. But now it's 425 for Grandmaster 1. 575 for Grandmaster 2 and 675 for Grandmaster 3. So they significantly mm. increased it, but also increased the power of a lot of weapons right. and made it to where you could actually get legendary stuff possibly on Grandmaster 2 and very slimly on Grandmaster 1. But I know I played free play in normal mode uh, right. like day before yesterday just trying to get some resources and I came across two masterwork items. In free play. In free play on normal mode. Because I did really? like a little, you know, one of those little ward mission, world mission things and took down some Dominion. But I was like, hype, because before you couldn't do that. So as Masterwork, say that you get a gun that's like power 70. Are you going to find a Masterwork that's 80, or is Masterwork always going to jump up to like 100 something? Well, here's the thing. Uh, there is a limit on how high each... Epic can... Epic, it's a... It's like a regular, rare, epic... Masterwork and Legendary are like the levels of the weapon. Epic weapons can only get to power 38. That's as high as they can go. Okay, that's what I wondered. There, there is was... like a level cap on the rarity of it. Uh, I think rare can only get to level 36. Um, I see. I think the highest is Legendary can get up to 75. I believe that's the highest. Yeah, the highest mm. Masterwork I have and have seen is 61. I, I'm mat- I don't know if it can get any higher or if I have the highest Masterwork can get, but... Uh, I might just have the highest masterwork can get, but like he said, a legendary right. is what seventy five cap. Yeah. I don't even have a legendary yet, but right now there are caps on how powerful something can get. Period. There is a really, a really big problem that somebody on Reddit pointed out about the progression system of the game and like how scaling works for all the characters now. Mm-hmm. It's something that was just kind of figured out by some dude just spending a few days like tweaking with some stuff. Okay. The the damage scaling on your character is a multiplier that is tied to your overall gear score. 
and your gear score is determined by the average of your of your uh, your equipment and your gear divided by how much stuff you actually have equipped. So somebody found out that you can uh, just equip like three legendaries and nothing else, and it's it adds up seventy five three times divided by three. So your overall score is seventy five, and that's the max multiplier you can get. I see. It actually disincentivizes you to equip like to fill out like all the epic stuff that you have. You'll yeah. actually do far less damage than you would by just equipping like three maxed out legendary items. Mm. I saw. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a big problem that people are not a fan of, and it's worked into like the core of how like the game's mechanics are built. Yeah, so that's nobody rough. knows like how they're really going to fix it. I have like a, a lot of exploit. epic stuff equipped right now too. Yeah. That might make me even. You consider... should try that and see if that actually like fits his description. Yeah, I it, saw because all my components are epic. Because I don't. Even, I I they do have masterwork components because I've accidentally gotten a couple for. Uh, uh, a couple other classes I don't play, but I haven't gotten any for uh, Storm. They're all epic, so that might incentivize me to maybe take a few off that I just have on there because I had the spot for it. Yeah, like I, I would be interested in you hopping out into free play and just only equipping your masterwork stuff and seeing if like your damage significantly increases I'd be or not. Interested in seeing that too. Yeah. Now, what did you see? There was two things. Mm-hmm. It was one somebody goes out with the beginner rifle, the they first rifle that. you get uh, in the game. They fix that. Okay. And and the badge where it was super scaled powerful. Well, it was saying that it was doing, every time you'd shoot, it was saying it was doing, like, five damage. And if you shot with, like, a master guy item, it'd be, like, 250 damage. But when you watch the guy's health bar go down, shoot with a masterwork, four shots. Shoot with the beginner rifle, three shots. What? Yeah, it was yeah. Like, like a... the numbers like, weren't real. It's a very weird bug. Like, a, <laughs> it's like a, when you first start out with a class, you have, like, auto... Uh, attach like starter things like for the storm you have the auto attached uh, blast seal of like lightning and ice is your secondary and it's just kind of auto there if you look at your things it says you don't have anything until you get gear and can attach other stuff you're just attached to it and it's like level one well I guess that kind of auto scales with your level if you just keep it on and like you was saying it was like a bug to where the gun like on the ranger or whatever was auto scaling to like it was bugging and being way more powerful than masterwork weapons and everything. That's bizarre because yeah. you'd think that the enemies would have like a fixed health. They don't. That's one of the biggest be... problems of the mechanics of the oh. game. Mm. It's not like it's... Diablo to where everything just kind of gets a higher health pool. It's right. tied to your the damage. Math is literally lying to you. Did they yeah. literally yeah. do that? Do you think to like incentivize like less skilled players or low, low, lower level players to stick with the game more? No I, one really knows why they everybody do. Everybody just are all. I guess what I'm getting at is all are all the enemies like bullet sponges? They are, regardless of like yeah. what level you are. And no, it really does depend on what level you are. Like I'm pretty powerful right now. I'm. In Epic Storm, I'm 460-something power. I'm a pretty powerful player. I've already beat this story. I've done a lot. I've been doing strongholds, getting some gear and all that stuff. If I play on normal mode, I if I use my Masterwork gun, it takes like two shots to take down a dude. I can just wreck shop. If I play on hard mode, it's a little bit more difficult, but overall still pretty easy to kind of fly through. But Grandmaster 2 l- mode... Like, at that point, I, like, one shot's going to kill me. Uh, one problem I have is that uh, I get that Grandmaster 2 and 3 are supposed to be extremely difficult, but it's, like, difficult to an absurd degree. Like, scorpions are pretty much, like, the lowest level enemy in the game. They're little bugs. They're supposed to be, like, horde scorpions coming at you, super easy to kill. In Grandmaster 2, 
A scorpion is a bullet sponge. Like, I used an entire alt on one scorpion, and it didn't die. Oh. Like, it's an insane amount of bullet sponge, and one shot from it kills you and puts you down on the ground. I literally one shot. See, when they they raised the levels for everything, like raised recommended levels, Mm -hmm. I feel like I should have just tweaked down difficulty. I agree. There's just like decimal points and numbers in the back end that they could just adjust. I don't know. If it's, it's just yeah. They just made it too difficult for Grandmaster 2 and 3. It goes past like, man, this is super, super challenging, and for skilled players to this is literally broken, and how can anyone even have a chance with this? Like, it's just people constantly dying and respawning or getting picked up and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I've played with players that obviously had a lot of more skill than me. Because, you know, I'm, I like playing. I'm not, like, the best player. I'm not going to pretend to be a great player. I've just played a lot, and that's why I'm uh, pretty high level, because I spent a lot of time on it. Not because I have, like, extreme skill or anything. Yeah. But uh, there are people who obviously have a lot of skill, and then one scorpion will hit them one time, and they're down. And, I mean, there's only so much you can avoid with that kind of stuff. That was my biggest apprehension with the game when I first heard about it because, I don't know, it just kind of had the look of, hey, you're a spaceman, but you're fighting a whole bunch of sponges. Like, I, I don't know. It like, really um, depends on your mode. Like um, like I said, hard mode, it's a very enjoyable game. It's pretty balanced with uh, my power right now. I enjoy it a lot. If you play normal, it's definitely balanced. If anything, I'm a little bit too powerful in that because I have those masterwork items. But, uh... It's overall pretty good, but if you want to try and farm for good loot, good fucking luck. Like, if you want to try... I Like I said, I haven't got a legendary item yet, and I've been taking on strongholds on Grandmaster 2 with people. That's my and, biggest complaint with the game is the lack of content. There's yeah. only three strongholds in the whole game. Oh, yeah. I, I, just, I've, I like this game a lot. Like, I love it. I'm putting a lot of hours into it because I love it. I mm. wouldn't otherwise... It's a very enjoyable game. The scenery is beautiful. I love flying around. But it has a lot of problems that it needs to work on. Yeah. And it needs to get new content. And it needs to work on these bugs. And it needs to work on the loot drop before it can be an exceptional game. That it could be. The it potential's has a foundation. there. Like, it really is. But mm-hmm. they got a lot to work on before Absolutely. they can polish it. Yeah. I, Kyle and I were talking about this a little bit earlier for potential future show contact. But there's... Anytime I see EA involved in anything, I just make the assumption that this game is going to ship not complete, it's going to be buggy, and you're just paying for a $60 beta. That's fair. It's fair nowadays, mm -hmm. honestly. It really has kind of become that. The the very little amount of content into this game starting out, it was insane. By day four of playing this game, not uh, day three, I'd already beaten the main story. Yeah. By day four, I had blown through every single side quest, side mission, side talk. There's nobody to talk to for me. There's no more missions to do except repeat contracts. There is nothing more for me to gain except trying to do really hard stuff to get better loot for the hopes that they will add more content that I will be able to use it on. That's literally yeah. it. I'm just waiting and hoping that they are going to add a lot more content to this game because the amount they added was the equivalent of a very small DLC, not an entire game. Like, I would have expected everything that I got from that to just be in a DLC addition to a game, not literally a whole game that I paid $60 for. Does, uh... Did this game come out with a season pass? Because I'm wondering if they're going to plan on paying. No, it didn't. Lot. No, it did not. 
Came out with like the Legion okay. of Dawn edition that was like an extra fifteen bucks for like an armor pack or something yeah. like that. But it that was a, That stuff. might be a good sign for this game's future if they're not I'm selling thinking, a season pass. I'm thinking so. With how little content there was, if they tried to make me pay for DLC, I'm not going to. Because yeah. like they, they would a, lose all their players there immediately. They did a weird thing where they not only released Anthem, but I think a couple days before that they released um. What is Respawn Studio released it? It is Apex Legends. Apex. Ah. Yeah, they released Apex, which is a weird choice. It's like Fortnite. It, it's it's yeah, it's a battle royale, but it's two yeah. multiplayer games that are released at the same time that clash against each other. Like it, it really of, interfered with Anthem's release. Yeah, it kind of just feels like EA's like, okay, here's my two children. Let's have them knife fight, and whichever one <laughs> generates more money for us will let live. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, to be fair, I think Apex Legends is uh, much more in competition with Fortnite at the moment as well, though. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely their big competitor. You'll see it everywhere. The Apex Legends versus Fortnite war is a big thing online. Hmm. Though Apex Legends does spark my interest a little bit. It doesn't It doesn't look like it does like the... Sorry for anybody who plays Fortnite out there, but dumb things that Fortnite does with the building and crafting. I love the fact that it's a team uh, yeah, battle royale. Absolutely. It looks yeah. very and, sweet. There's a uh, mechanic in there where, like, if you're playing, like, a normal battle royale, like, PUBG, Fortnite, whatever, you die, okay, I'm going to get in a new game. You die in Anthem, you have an opportunity to be resurrected. Mm -hmm. So there's an incentive for the players to stay longer and be more invested into the game. But, yeah, yeah, I just, it's weird that, like, EA would have both of its children just knife fight. It is very weird. I think it was really smart for them to just release it. Out of the blue like that though, yeah, because it didn't get to like build up EA hate online before it came oh, out. Yeah, they just no. they just threw it out there out of the blue, and people were like, "Oh, hey, this is a great game." Oh, wait, it's made by EA. Oh, people so, do uh, love Apex Legends. I am a big sucker for anything with uh, diversity in it, and uh, that's a big selling point yeah. for a lot of people hmm. on on the webs. I've seen a lot of people like, "Oh my god, this character's black and this character's gay, and we that, it's us!" And the people are like losing their minds for it, yeah. which is always a very helpful and very big selling point. That it is. Yes. I I really appreciate diversity. Absolutely. Dude, okay. So, you can't have a podcast with me on it without me talking about 40K. But, um... (laughs) All right. Of course. It's time. Wait, no, no, no. We didn't ask Kyle what game he played. No, no, no. no. This is a quick aside. This is a quick... We're taking a detour off a detour off a detour. Okay, yes. So... As we do. A lot of people who play Warhammer... Who play, like, uh, the Imperial Guard, the humans... Mm -hmm. You look at their army... Every single model is just the whitest guy. Uh, so I've yeah. been trying to like incorporate different skin tones in my armies. That's excellent too. Yeah, it's everybody a challenge just too. paints them the same color, same white dude. It breaks up because uh, it I breaks play, up the monotony of painting too. Yeah, yeah. I play um, Adeptus Mechanicus, and there's mm. not a lot of opportunity to express skin tone because they don't have they, much skin. Yeah, they don't yeah. have much skin. They're just cyborgs. Mix. Yeah, but one unit they have are these shaved, bald head, beefy priest guys. And a lot of people paint them white because they do like this blue electric glow, mm-hmm. and it looks good. But I'm gonna try to do it with some darker skin tones and some like uh, I don't know, I'm trying to get a whole range of skin tones. That's really nice. It's always good to see. It's just really nice it to looks, see diversity in media. It really is. It's it does. So bland it just looks so good otherwise. from the tabletop. It does. Like, it gets monotonous. It gets bland. Gets boring. Because you, you use the same three paints and mm-hmm. do it twelve times, and then there's a whole unit and. You never yeah. ran those guys in a while, either. Like, I not... haven't. 
because as soon as I bought five more, they changed the rules. Yeah, they changed the rules where they weren't very good anymore. Yeah. I mean, they're good if they can get to you. They mm. just—they're not wearing armor, so they have no transport. So. I do have yeah. a transport. It's Forge World. Yeah, when Forge I gotta World sell kidney for it. Forge World's mostly allowed. Mm, all right. All right. Pause this hmm? because I'm done talking about what video games I Sorry. because it's all Anthem. Okay. Let's see what Kyle's been doing before you guys launch into 40k world. Okay. Uh, We've been playing for the most part. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more Hollow Knight still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still been going on. I've been trying to get the the good mode or like the good ending unlocked. Yeah, and it is actually I, uh, quite the endeavor, really, because mm-hmm. the first time around I beat it, I, I didn't realize like how much I had missed of the game. In order to get the full end game, like the actual like good mode unlocked, you have to almost complete the game. Really, there's so much stuff you got to do to actually like unlock the good ending. And there were two entire areas of the map. It's kind of like a, for anybody that hasn't played Hollow Knight, it's kind of like a Metroidvania-style game where there's like a big map, and it's very exploration-focused and whatnot. And there are big chunks of the map you can walk around to. You can explore the whole map in like five minutes. But there were two whole areas of the map I didn't even discover on like my first playthrough. So going back and playing it again and trying to get all the stuff unlocked, I, I was able to unlock the, the Queen's Gardens and the Hive, which is like a, like a big bee place and stuff. And they're ton of bosses I didn't fight, lots of places I didn't discover, there was a ton of stuff to still do, and I I still haven't got the ending unlocked, so I think I'm going to be playing it for a little while still. Nice. Yeah, those boss battles are fantastic. Oh my god, those those boss battles are I, wonderful. I think I think you talking about this is going to make me dip my toe back in. Oh, do do so, man. It is, it's so good. Like, Especially whenever I edit a podcast, because that's what I'm doing. I'm just playing... <laughs> <laughs> playing something on the Switch while, while yeah. I edit. Nice. Yeah. But I was playing that a little bit, and I was also... Um, I've been playing a little bit of StarCraft too. I used to play that. Really? A lot. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not really big into the multiplayer aspect of it. I played the arcade so back how, when I used to play it. <laughs> how are you enjoying the not Warhammer? Because it's totally not Warhammer. Oh, of course not. It's not Warhammer. <laughs> totally not Tyranids. Did, but... you, uh, did you pick up StarCraft 1 in the StarCraft 2 engine that they released? No, I saw that they had that on the Battle.net thing. I never picked it up. I was thinking about picking that up. I, that was a while ago when it came out. I just... I forgot all about it because I barely use Battle.net. Yeah, I, I wanted to pick it up and just play through the campaigns and just see what they were like because everybody said that all of the campaigns were just great for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I remember, like, I had a lot of fun playing through the campaigns as a kid. Yeah. That's it, another one of those good, inform- like, like influ- influential games I played as a kid. Yeah, like, th- that was actually how I got into StarCraft was my roommate in college at the time was a big fan of the first one when it was at, like, Brood War and whatnot. And he was really excited for the second StarCraft to come out. And I, I just... Played it with him. Played a lot of like two v twos online with him. I was never all that great at it. He was he was pretty good, but who uh, who'd you who'd you main? Who was your favorite race? Oh well, who do you think? Oh, that's a dumb question. Zerg, of course. They're not the, Tyranids. Yeah, they're not <laughs> Tyranids. The big the big gross like biological bug dudes. But I like the Protoss a lot in the first one. Yeah, that was the one that he always build played. Pylons. They build the pylons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of co op and, and arcade of that a couple times when I come home. Yeah, and I've really been playing a lot of video game stuff. Really, I've been been uh, painting some stuff, putting some stuff together, tabletop maybe, wise. Maybe we should have another segment in here for few. This is another behind the scenes for <laughs> for what you hobbying. That wouldn't be bad. What you hobbying? My list would be very, fairly short, but Mon Pond is, a little bit. is is yeah. I haven't really hobbied too too much. Yeah, I've been bicycling. Bicycling. <laughs> I got a little exercise biking. I've been biking away for the past couple days. That's all I'm doing hobby Are you biking and playing Anthem? I am. That's I, a strong... I 
biked 10 miles today doing a stronghold on Grandmaster 2 difficulty. And I didn't even realize I'd biked 10 whole miles because I was focused on taking down that big bug. Yeah, that thing's pretty comfortable. It's very comfortable. It's very nice. I don't do it on the max setting like you do. That's like 40 pounds. I do like a 10-pound resistance because 40 pounds is too much for these legs. But maybe one yeah, day. you don't want to blow out those knees. Maybe yeah. one day. i got to work my way up. One pound a day. Yeah. To be fair, my I legs mean, are probably a little bit stronger. because you I guys have, have bicycles? Heft. I don't, but I, don't. I want one. I don't. I would I mean, love to do some actual bicycling. You live bicycling. right on the bike trail, and that bike trail oh, is yeah. fantastic. I'd love to actually do some bike trail bicycling. I just don't own a bicycle. So right now I've got that six cycle. I'm gonna get strong legs. Yeah. Just in time for summer. I got this new pair of shorts. New shorts. New shorts. <laughs> new legs. New legs. <laughs> Give me some new legs. <laughs> Hoodlum stole my bicycle. <laughs> Did oh, they? No. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, we're about to finish the video game thing, but I'm gonna say one more thing. Oh. Mountain Blade Warband Napoleonic yeah, mod yeah, is the best yeah. battle royale of all time. What? Dude, Fight me. Done. Press C for courage. Press C for courage. That's the first battle royale we played oh. where it's like you drop in, there's a hundred other dudes, they have muskets, you have a musket, get good. So our buddies <laughs> oh my God. So our buddies we have land parties. We've had land parties since middle school. Yeah. Oh it's Mount and to, Blade. I heard Mountain and like Blade. Okay. Yeah, Mount no. and Blade. Okay. So this is an expansion pack for that. Yeah. And we have like what, twenty guys in a, a network party? Yeah, occasionally. So we're doing a I don't know, England versus Germany. And like it's a battle. We're going, we're going, we're going. It's just a couple guys left. It's me and Ritter on our team. Hmm. And we're just on these horses with our muskets just dragooning into the last like four or five guys on their team. That's fantastic. And we're just slaughtering them and we're hammering C because C's like the trumpet sound because of course <laughs> it's like a dumb thing. Of course. So we're going yeah, they, as they we're yell. just it's so good. They yell, if they don't have a trumpet they yell like Virginia! Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And we're just like screaming press C for courage as we win this game. Right. So our buddy has stats for all these network parties as well. Mm-hmm. So you get points for winning, you get points you get points. And we like real life stats. Real life stats. He's got a website. It He's got a, even a you guys really? are, since you guys went to that board game party, you guys you are part of this. Points. You got what? stats now. Seriously? Yep. Oh my gosh. I've not been informed oh, of this. Man. I remember taking one shot of that extremely powerful whiskey and then that <laughs> one game I played with finances was a blur. Acquire? Yeah, sure. I love Acquire. Oh, I love Acquire, acquire yeah. Why don't we own Acquire? I, I'm going to buy Acquire. How go. much is it? Buy it on eBay right the old now. awesome version with, with the, the buildings. 3D buildings. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be maybe an investment. Whenever, you guys look uh, like you're having a lot more fun with your uh, your President's game you were playing, though. Oh, I was getting so mad. Man, that game is bad, <laughs> and I, I love it. I what I was yelling. Hmm. Man, I'd like to go back to that again. That was fun. Founding Fathers, it, it was called. It's not a bad game at all. I don't know why I just said it. It's bad. It's not great. Is it acquired? No, it's acquired. Acquired. Okay. Here we are visiting Dan's eBay shopping cart. Let's see <laughs> Hello, he welcome to my shopping cart. Ooh, a whopping seven point four out of ten on BoardGameGeek. It's not okay. a bad score. Not it's bad. a good version of Monopoly. Okay, let me point out something right now that I have always found very weird. No. Why is it that with movies? You have a 1 to 5 rating scale, and you actually use the entirety of the scale. I mean, it could be 1 to 5, it could be 1 to 10, mm-hmm. but movies always use the actual full scale. When it comes to rating anything games, video games or board games, the bottom of the scale, the very bottom, is 6. If you are a 6 on the, the game scale 
out of ten, you are a crap game that is never to be played, and that's where it starts. Why is that? I've never seen a game below six that wasn't like some cheap like copy from like overseas or something like that. Like you'd get Nintendo Power or you'd get Tips and Tricks or Game Informer. Yeah, and yeah, that you'd have some tie-in movie game for something that's got like two levels, and yeah, it gets a six. I never understood that. It, uh, I don't know. Then the, and then you get to the most common ratings, like eight. Yeah. Like every dang thing in the world gets an eight. Exactly. And I don't know if it was because people were paid off. If there's like, hey, we'll let you put this in the magazine and run our ads. You can't score this game below a something. <laughs> Let's give us ten dollars and we'll give it at least a five. Yeah, that's right. possible. That's why that uh, one Star Wars movie got such a good rating. Oh really? Yeah, I told you. What's uh, what's the name of the one? Oh, Star Wars I think movie you did tell me hates? about that. The last, last, uh, last, last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, uh, Disney was just like, you guys want to come see our other shit and be able to rate it? You better mm. say good shit about the Last Jedi. Right. Like they mm. literally forced people to say good stuff about it, or else they were like, you're not gonna be able to critique anything Disney anymore. What do you think of that? Right. Ooh. Tell and, us we did good. Fight Disney. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. I think that'd right. be a Disney, good topic please. for a future show. Kyle and I just going on about how bad. The... Okay. Yes. Before I before I say anything, <laughs> fucking Ray was so good. Such a she good She was character. fantastic. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert! But those movies weren't good. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. We need to we need to save those opinions. <laughs> right, yeah, I think the next thing right, we gonna were going to go over was yeah, uh, what we've watched like and what we've read. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Try to get away from the Star Wars. You know Wars. what? I'll go first because okay. I don't got a lot. This is Excellent. a little little selfish. I didn't watch anything. Oh, we, all right. We had The Office on. We always have The Office on. I could office talk all day. Nice. The Office is just one of those shows. You're eating dinner. It's just on. But other than that, um excited to see that new episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but it's an excellent uh, season so far. Really enjoying watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Really having a good time with how much more they're fleshing out Amy's character. I mean, we always, we've already known the basics about Amy and everything, but even Hannah the other day was just saying, like, we don't really have any, uh, a lot of like deep moments of just Amy and things that she's been through. Yeah. But past four episodes and stuff like that have really been touching on that and her growth and things that she's dealt with. Last episode had Lynn Manuel Miranda as a guest oh, star. Oh, nice. Yeah. As her, uh, way better than her brother, which was pretty cool. I could see that. I, yeah. I, I that's, like that's a, a good cast. Golden child brother kind of thing that gets on her nerves. So it was like a really cool episode about that, and Hannah's obsessed with Lam Mignol Miranda. She was stoked when she heard he was going to be a guest star. That's another thing about the season. They have had so many guest stars. It's so nice. Every episode, it's like they have a new guest star <laughs> of like someone that I really enjoy. They had uh, Eugene Lee Yang from the Try Guys, yeah, which is a YouTube that I follow religiously. And I love them a lot. And I saw Eugene, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Eugene Lang!" I was so uh, excited. Hey Ritter, have you watched anything? Read anything? You know, I was trying to find because I was talking to Hannah about it. She was interested in some show, and she—I guess there's this thing that she does where she tries to find a show that has gay people in it, or like yeah, something we're always of, of looking that for diversity. Nature? If Hannah sees that there's a lesbians or gay men in a movie, 100% she's going to watch it. She always gets really excited. I mean, I always get excited about it, too. We're two bi ladies. Uh, anything that uh, features gay people, we're always up for it. It's always nice to kind of see yourself on screen, see wholesome relationships that are same-sex pre- uh, presented. Yeah. But, yeah, Hannah tends to uh, scour through you uh, 
Netflix and Hulu kind of looking for same-sex kind of things to add to our list. Real of, talk, though? Yes. Queer for the straight guy? That oh, first episode, that's what you're talking I cried about, a I little bit. Yeah, she said, Hannah? that comes out, too, but there's this other thing. She didn't even tell me the name. I just went and looked through the text message. She says, mm-hmm. there's this one show. It's got, like, three seasons, and we're doing the math on how long it would take. It's like 13 episodes a season, 40 minutes each. It's going to take her years to watch all this. It's not years. No, hey, it's not. You guys could, uh, you guys could take say. a late morning during Geek End and uh, watch a few episodes of that in your bedroom all cuddled Where up. Where I for the straight guy? Uh, if you want to see Hannah cry her eyes out, because Hannah told <laughs> me today. That first episode was yeah. fantastic. I, Hannah watched it yesterday, and she said there was never a moment that she either was not crying or was about to start crying the entire time she was watching it. Okay, educate All me here because I always thought Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was like the the show where the the gay guys like try to help the the one dude. Yeah, it is. Up, right? uh, it's five gay guys. Uh, they uh, help someone who's been nominated by someone else. They not only like a. They get them a whole new wardrobe, get them a whole new haircut, completely remodel their house, like, and just give them food tips on how to make food and eat better and stuff like that. <laughs> but also just like it's just help ge- them with yeah, their lives. Like uh, life one advice. guy had been dating a girl for like four years and had never proposed to her, and they were helping him get over that and propose to her. Kyle. <laughs> And then uh, I'm sorry, that what? was a whole. I saw him zone out that so was, fast. Uh, I was I was just waiting for that it. That was yeah. a whole episode, <laughs> and like they've uh, ex- they've expanded this sh- season to where they also do women. And Hannah was saying how there was an episode where they this lesbian woman didn't have any front teeth, and they took her to the dentist and got her whole new teeth. But it also just like a uh, it touches a lot on not only their struggles but also the struggles of the people they're helping. And there's always like an emotional plot to go with it and everything like that. I never knew it was that serious. I thought it was just kind of silly. You it's better watch. She's going to nominate with I remember when it first was on TLC subplot. way back in the day. It had more of a sillier vibe because, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it was like the early 2000s. That and must be the years. one I'm thinking of then. There's yeah, because like, this oh, is a, the gays. Mm-hmm. Aren't yeah. they so quirky? <laughs> but yeah, you were going on about yeah. the Hannah. Humor yeah. definitely changed. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't. I was trying to look and see what show it was, and here I have found she didn't even tell me the title, so <laughs> I had nothing to add. Secret, secret, unlockable character, Hannah. Yeah, right. dropping One the day ball. She might uh, come and say words right. upon this place. Do the weather or something like that. Maybe. Uh. You ever watched anything yourself, though? No, I haven't. I had that uh, period where I was just completely sick. And uh, I couldn't even keep my eyes open for very long because my eyes would burn. Oh. So mm. it was like play small bits of video game and sleep. So that's rough. I feel bad for you, man. You've you've had you've had some some it's health been struggles. Been a year yeah. where I have been to a doctor more times in my entire life, Jeez. more times than in my entire life. Like I say, like you losing thirty pounds, you look good. You look we definitely, I can definitely tell. Enough. I'm, I'm sorry. Nah. Okay. Anyway. You look good? <laughs> Ritter, you dog. Ritter, you dog. <laughs> I hate everything. Man, I'm really excited about this one. Cow. Huh. Okay. Oh, do you want... I'm <laughs> sorry. Cool. You know what? No. Skip the rainy. I'm sorry. Is this a podcast that's skipping rainy? Because this happened with the games, too. Dang. Rainy, who's that? I had a whole thing, like, plotted out in my head. I'm, like, figuring out in my brain where to start. Yeah, I mean, we got to say best for last, right? I'm, I'm sorry. No, we can do you next. I'm really sorry. I'm just really excited about the robots. We know there's robots. We get All right, it. Randy. Yeah. What have you been <laughs> watching? 
Uh, well, for one, I saw Mar- uh, Captain Marvel with Kyle a couple oh, days yeah. ago. Uh, and it exceeded my expectations. In all seriousness, I went in there with a very negative attitude about it. I was like, they've just shoehorned this in real quick. They, I know nothing about Captain Marvel. I didn't read the comics like Kyle did, so for me it was just like suddenly, right before the big new Avengers movie, they're just throwing in a whole new, very OP character to save the day, and here's the movie you have to watch in order to understand Endgame. And I was pretty disappointed with what I thought it was going to be like going in there, but I actually love the movie. Very nice, great characterization, great humor, great twist, amazing movie, enjoyed it a lot more than a lot of the uh, other movies that i have seen marvel related and i was like dang i left there and i was like dang you know what rainy you were wrong you wrong and you fucked up that was great you done goofed and uh one other thing uh and then we can get to kyle's spectacular time uh i listened to all except the last two songs of the mean girl musical yesterday Ooh, i forgot there was a musical there is a musical of mean girls uh and because loving musicals is a rich man's game and I cannot actually go see these musicals. I make a habit out of listening to all the songs on a musical in order and just filling in the pieces in between with my brain after reading like the summary of the yeah. musical. I have to do that with Wicked because obviously I can't afford to see Wicked. With Hamilton, I did the same. And I did it with Mean Girls. And uh, seems to be a pretty solid musical from what I know. It doesn't help that we're located in the northern panhandle of West Virginia. So <laughs> New York City is a little far away. But, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a musical with you guys. I absolutely love musicals. I was in one in high school. I would have been in more if I had the opportunity to. I listen to them all the time. If you throw on my Pandora, half of the songs that come on are going to be songs from musicals. Show I just love them. I yeah. got a high school story about a musical for you if you want to sit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get the Lord and listen. I'm Deckard Kane. Lore time. All right. So I was, I was dating this girl my senior year of high school. She was a sophomore, maybe? Okay. And, uh... Oh. There was this dude in my grade who had the hots for her. Uh-huh. And, uh... Wait, did you fight a dude for a chick? I joined did a... Did you mu- not tell me that you fought a dude for a chick? I joined a musical... <laughs> you did oh. not! ...for a chick. What? Wait, oh. wait, 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 It was Anything Goes. You were there for chick? I was there for chick. Because I was also there for chick. <gasps> was it the same chick? No. Oh. No, it wasn't the same oh, chick. Okay. okay. It was the girl I was dating my senior year of high school. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I, th- I think I know. Yes, that. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, this dude had the hots for her and was putting the moves on her. Mm-hmm. I was... I, oh, was, I think I know who it was, too, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. he went to Princeton. He, 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 he lived his best life. Oh. She made a bad choice. But anyways, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I barely graduated college. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah. yeah she, I was like, oh, this dude's putting the moves on you? Well, I'm going to join the pit band so I could be in the musical with you. Isn't that great? And totally not there to break up any shenanigans going on. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's how I was in, a, in the musical. I mean, you were smart, though. Musicals are a very romantic place. The leads always end up dating for a couple months after they the do. musical. It's like that kind of like 
pseudo love like oh man remember when our characters were so in love and we kissed on stage and it was magical and then they date for like two months and they realize they have nothing in common and they don't actually like each other yeah and then they break up that's how it always goes it happened my senior year of high school to the two leads in a little shop of horrors mm. the girl and the guy kissed on stage <laughs> dated for two months and they were like oh no we don't match and well, no. dumped each other so uh, my, my my main bit in the entire play was there's this it's anything goes so it's on a ship and it was set in what 1919 oh, so there's yeah. a super racist part oh, where somebody no. plays chopsticks oh no not chopsticks but the da 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 yeah but on that last bit i had to slam this gong oh no yeah you were the 2000 2006 were were different times oh yeah that's rough Sorry, I didn't mean to derail your derail, <laughs> but I, I, that was a fun oh, story. But that Dan, the homewrecker, lawyer, unlocked story. there. Yeah, no, but uh, I could. I've ranted to Kyle before about the uh, just the elitism of musicals and everything, and Broadway and all that, and how they intentionally don't make it available to the public to hike up prices more. And yeah, uh, it's very ironic that most plays are about poor people, but can only be consumed by rich people. <coughs> right. Yes, rant exactly. It's it's. I've gone on a rant for a million years, but it's the way life is right now, and I can't change that. So I listen to all the songs in order on a YouTube playlist and piece together what I know with what I don't know. And uh, overall, I enjoyed uh, it a lot. In fact, uh, the girl who plays a uh, oh my god, my mind is totally blanking. Goth best friend girl Janice. Janice, the girl who plays Janice. The girl who plays Janice is uh, also the girl who was the main girl in Heathers, uh, which is a musical that I'm really obsessed with that came from a cult classic movie that was way worse than the musical. Because uh, the Heathers musical has such good music. The soundtrack to the Heathers musical is like on par with Hamilton with how good and just fun and poppy and exciting it is and everything. And she's like main girl in that so seeing her kind of also be in mean girls was really exciting because i love her voice and she sings some songs in mean girls and i was like oh my god it's her but uh it's that guy hey hey it's, hey, it's veronica look at that also, uh, that's it don't feel too bad about the anything goes thing you know when it was written Probably like 1953. 1934. Oh, that is an old show. Okay. Yeah. That's some old school racism yeah, there. Yeah, it's super, super uh, old. That was a... Uh, <laughs> it's rough. It is. Yeah. No, yeah, anything else uh, that you watched? Nah, that's it. Go ahead and do the robot thing hey, you're excited buddy. about. All right, with all this like cultural stuff of musicals and whatnot, we're going to jump right into cyberpunk and robots. <laughs> yeah, we are. All right, so... I, this this morning before we went and did our D and D session, which we should talk about later, but uh, maybe um, a podcast for another time. Okay, you want to put it off? There's plenty to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. But let's keep uh, it positive, guys. Let's just let's uh, just keep it positive. positive. All right, I'll see myself out later, guys. I'll be over here. R.I.P. Ritter. <laughs> Anyways, before we're getting ready to go do that around noon, I got up and I was intending to watch the first episode of Altered Carbon on Netflix because. Uh, one of our good friends was really recommending it to me on like a long road trip recently. And I was really excited to watch the first episode of it. And I can't watch it so, with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rainy has that. a weird thing about sex scenes and shows and whatnot. So, yeah, Very Altered sex Carbon's... positive. I just don't like watching sex scenes on TV shows and movies because I get super awkward. Just a little disclaimer. So I don't watch stuff with them. Anyways, continue. 
which which means you should also not watch this new show I'm about to mention too. So <laughs> I, I fully went on expecting to watch the first episode of Altered Carbon, but when I loaded up Netflix, what was on the main page of Netflix was something called Love, Death, and Robots. And I was looking at it, because like, the trailer starts playing and whatnot, and it's got like monsters and robots and stuff on there. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And each episode is 15 minutes long, so it's a nice little chunk to digest. Short. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll watch the first episode of this and see what it's like. I was instantly hooked with the first episode. First episode is like this high-realism CG animation. All the episodes are animated. And the first episode is just a cyberpunk setting where genetically engineered monsters fight in underground arenas with people controlling the Pacific Rim style. Oh, oh my god. Is it like it's it's one person per monster, not yeah, two just, people per just, monster, right? Yeah, just one person on like just their minds inside of a like this this mutated monster thing and another person inside of a monster thing and they just go at it. And mm-hmm. it is 15 minutes of amazing. Wow. So, I watched that. Now, it's the second one drastically different tone, drastically different animation style and everything. Each episode is its own little story thing. I see. So it's kind of like Black Mirror in that sense. Kind of like Black Mirror, yeah, but one, the first Black episode Mirror. <laughs> Black Mirror is also pretty good, but the the first episode is like this dark and serious thing, like real gritty. Second episode just comedy. Just just laughing with these robots and whatnot. Third episode is weirdly sexual. I will warn you guys now. And I've only got to up to the fourth episode. And the fourth episode had the coolest setting. Right. So take take like a thirty square mile chunk of like farmland Illinois with like a bunch of ranch style houses and a bunch of neighbors and whatnot and just transplant it onto Saturn. Okay. And you make like this force field dome around the entirety of all this land, but you just give everybody their flannel shirts and wife beaters and beer guts and stuff like you normally would and give them all their accents and everything. And all their cows and corn and everything like that. Replace their tractors with combat mechs. And make them, scythe? make them constantly have to fight off these alien bug things that get into the fence, as they call it. Oh. It is beautiful. That's fantastic. It is wonderful. I want, like, a book. I want, like, a whole TV series. I want, a, like, an RPG, like, tabletop RPG. Ooh. I want all this nonsense. Like, it, just that 15-minute chunk of that world. Like, I just want to explore it. I didn't even know Saturn had ground. It, it's. I thought it was one of those just like Saturn is a gas giant, but like whenever they show the planet at the end, it looks it's got a ring around it like Saturn. It's an alien oh. planet is the main thing. Oh, is Saturn mm. a gas giant? I thought that was Jupiter. Are they both? I think they're both Saturn, Saturn, gas giants. Saturn, Jupiter, and Neptune. A few of them that don't have land. Oh. Yeah, I don't know stars. I'm or not planets. an astrologist. Mm. I didn't study space magic. It's not a real word. But yeah, right. that was what I had watched this morning. I, I sat down. I was actually a little late picking you up for our D and D session because of it. I'm sorry. Worth it. But <laughs> it but sounds yeah. like it was worth it. If if any kind of that futuristic stuff excites you and you like that animation style and whatnot, then go give it a shot because it has the, uh, the the fourth and third episodes have the animation style, the newest Spider Man, like the comic book st- uh, like cel shaded style. Yeah, kind of like Borderlands too. It has that kind of animation style for it, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and I, I just want to go go home and like watch the rest of it already. <laughs> but man, that that's, that's pretty such much a cool setting. It is. It's a really cool setting. That's all I can think of that I'd watch recently. That was just this morning. So, guys, what have we been playing? 
Other than Power Grid, or is there something specific you were talking about? Well, Kyle and I have got things. some things. We, we've, uh, well, we yeah, can talk about well, Power Grid here, first. Here's yeah. your segue. First Collective, we talked about, well, we played Power Grid last mm-hmm. night together, and it was a lot of fun. I always forget how much I enjoyed that game, uh, and then we bust it open, and I'm like, God, do I like Power Grid. Yeah, yeah, it's like never the first thing that you think of of what we should play. It's not. But then you start playing, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is incredibly solid. This yeah. is a classic so, game. Uh, so what Power Grid is... The board consists of a map. Uh, the version I got, one side's Germany, one side's the U.S., and it's a Euro game. So you start out with a city with a power plant, and you expand your power network, and you're auctioning. There's an auction system for the different power plants. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm I, losing the train. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think you got pretty much everything. The main idea of the game is you're trying to look at the economy and say – what resources and what power plants are going to give me the most revenue? Because if you buy a power plant that's running off a of nuclear in the beginning of the game, sure, you might power three things, but that might cost you 30 money to run it because you could buy th- uh, two nuclear things and they're crazy expensive compared mm-hmm. to everything else. Mm-hmm. The biggest yeah. things about the game are like the, the auction system and the active market for the economy. Like yeah, if you, In I order think- to fuel your power plants, you got to get like... The, the nuclear cores, and you got to get the coal and the trash and stuff to burn. So, and uh, it constantly refills and is at different prices depending on how much there is in the market. So that, that's like the two big things about the game that makes it the most interesting to me, really. Yeah, the market system is like the best part about this board game because every turn, it only refills a certain amount of resources. So if you've got a lot of players heavy into coal, that will drive up the market price for coal. Mm-hmm. If you got a lot of people... Like, uh, in, in the market shifts through the game there's three different phases and each phase resupplies the market differently so by the end of the game coal's kind of expensive there's trash there's nuclear nuclear and trash are a little cheaper by the end of the game where at the beginning of the game you're spending like 20 30 bucks for a unit and your power plants have a certain number of coal oil nuclear or trash that they need to consume to produce a certain amount of power for your different cities but yeah um this is one of our one of my earlier board games that I got into. This was probably the second board game after this weird ass um, German slash Austrian postal service game set in the nineteen or the eighteen eighties. Never heard about this one before. Turns, no, I'm talking about turns and taxis. Oh, huh. turns and taxis. It was the first board game that our mutual friend had bought. the The guy who did the network parties. Hmm. Really? I don't think I've ever played that, would you believe? It's pretty good. I don't remember the mechanics offhand. I remember it was up to four players, which we normally had more than four people at his house at a time. I see, and that uh, prevents it. But yeah, Power Grid was definitely my second. It was the first board game I ever went to a competition and played in. Mm. Didn't do good. Oh, but I, it was fun. <laughs> I'd really like to find one of those sets, and I've looked on eBay and stuff, and they're expensive. One of the gigantic power grids that have the actual light up cities. Ooh. That'd be you, really like, cool. Touch oh. the city and it lights up. How many cities did you power? Dude, oh, dude, that's dude. cool. I didn't know you that was a thing. Persistent. You haven't seen it? I have not seen it. It was just at Origins last year. They were playing with a set. Was yeah, it Origins? I remember seeing that. I remember seeing a very oh, fancy you know set. What? Yeah. I do remember seeing that at Origins. Right. It was pretty cool. But I think cool. it was like a guy who like went there's set and yeah. you could not buy one there because they're stupid expensive. Oh. I imagine. You probably could make something like that. What's up? To mention what Origins is for people that don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a big okay. board gaming convention over in Columbus, Ohio, on June around June of each year, and it's like one of the biggest board gaming conventions in the whole country. And if you ever get the chance to go, 
I don't know if you'd be living around Ohio or whatnot, but it is fantastic. If you were into tabletop or board games or anything like that, it's just a giant chill convention to go to. But even if you're not into board games, even, like, uh, I go, and obviously I'm really into board games, but I don't typically buy anything board game related. Uh, There is so much art and crafts there. It's insane. I... The walls of Kyle and I's house are covered in, uh, like, prints we got of this guy who makes dragons based off of, like, other fruits and vegetables and edible oh, yeah. things. Oh, I got, yeah. I got three dragon prints based off of my three favorite alcoholic drinks. Exactly. <laughs> like, we are, the walls of our house are literally covered in these, and he was at Origins selling all of his art, and mm-hmm. it was incredible. Yeah. And I got, like, I get cool goblin statues, because I'm into freaky-deaky uh, little goblin things. things. Yeah, those things are cool. I mean, it, it's yeah, incredible cool the amount of arts and crafts there. <laughs> like, there's so many artists selling... All kinds of art, from prints to paintings to like burned met- metallic like hangups and stuff like that. To I like play that mats. map maker. Oh yeah, the map maker was really cool. Oh, I like I love a good map. There, if um, I got like a very fancy quill and ink set there for me and Hannah, like a. <laughs> The incredible amount of just even non-board game related stuff there makes it worth going, even if you don't enjoy board games in the slightest. I was surprised. It is very board game centric, of course, but still. I was surprised with the amount of people who were cosplaying up there. I think if we go oh, yeah. again, I might work on my tech priest cosplay and, and walk around one day. That would be cool. Just one day. One day. How mm-hmm. hot you would be. It would be very I hot. run a lot cooler than you. I think I'd be, I'd I'd be hot. hot. I'd be uncomfortable. But I don't think I would die. I'm just ah. thinking about like walking outside. Because we, uh, Kyle and I, especially the first year we went, we did a lot of walking outside the city. At some point, we walked a mile to the rolled ice cream place mm. that Worth we it. went to uh, the next year as well because it is that amazing. Did, did we go there this year? Yeah, we did. Uh, okay, that I was know. that place that was a couple blocks away, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I know Kyle and I and Hannah definitely went. I couldn't remember if we went with you guys too, but we did a lot of walking outside. Plus, uh, much to my extreme surprise oh, and yeah. excitement, I got caught up in the Pride Parade during Origins, and uh, that was the most incredible experience of my life. Such a positive, exciting, crazy, amazing atmosphere. It was just like uh, being a kid experiencing Christmas for the first time again. It was incredible just the outpour of love and everybody with rainbows and just everybody losing their minds it was just absolutely amazing and that was a really just excellent kind of like side plus even though i was like so unbelievably sweaty i got a selfie with lesbian deadpool Hell yeah. it was such a good time i saw lesbian deadpool she was awesome. I she saw ran up to daddies. me. Uh, there were a lot of love. No, that's, 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 talking about it that's, now. that's how it is at Pride, though. Everybody Jeez, really no. lets their freak bag fly. It's just a crazy time for everyone uh, to just go to. nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because uh, this year our our friend trip is going to be Geek End. Yes, which I'm sure we'll talk about whenever that happens. On uh, we're going to a cabin in a. A place. I don't know how. I, I, I was I was intentionally leaving it out because I didn't know if you guys were oh, like, be weird about it. But uh, we're going to a cabin in Canadian Valley for a few days. We're going to get a little buzz, play a bunch of games, have a good adult hangout time. Very good excited things. for it. And that's going to replace Origins this year. But I definitely want to go back to Origins at some point. Like this, I don't want those last two times to be the only we, uh, two times. We might. Kyle and I were talking a couple days ago. It might be worth it to do a day trip or maybe an overnight trip. Yeah, one just night. go over and stay one days. night. 
you want to do? Go up one day, go to Origins, stay the night, come back the night before. But we can, we can talk about this off mic. Yeah, yeah. totally yeah. negotiable. Because <laughs> I, I think one day would be perfect at Origins, and hopefully... Hopefully my neck won't be broken this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that happened. Last <laughs> yeah, I can't promise right. anything because I just I just got over another neck spasm a couple <laughs> weeks ago where I just woke up and I did my morning stretches. Oh god, oh god, my neck doesn't work now. <laughs> you know what I think? I think your cat is like giving you power bombs in your sleep or something. Like that. <laughs> She's like, like giving me people's elbows right, around my neck, karate chopping you with her tiny uh, paws. So yeah, we play Power Grid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey Kyle, buddy. Hey, hey guys, Dan. What did you guys what, uh, do? Teasing us the whole what time. Game, what games <laughs> did we play? Oh, I don't do? know, Dan. What games have we been playing? I think we played something with some cars called Gaslands and oh, something with some monsters played? called Monster Apocalypse. Uh, I'm sure you, you mean Monpoc. So Gaslands is a game set in the far distant year of 2018 where <laughs> Earth is trashed. The main human empire lives on Mars, which it should. Let's just... <laughs> Mars is the home of humanity. Yeah, we get it. You're like Mars, all right. Dan loves Mars. That's I love big Mars. Thing Dan. So, um, <laughs> so the true human empire of Mars has a game show where those peasants who live on Earth can <laughs> win citizenship to Mars. They do this by part- participating in the Gaslands, a TV show where cars do battle and race for a chance to win that covenant. Marsden should citizenship. It's like televised Mad Max. It's televised yep. Mad Max 100%. So the game works. You have movement templates for your cars, much like um kind of like X-Wing. In fact, X-Wing is a good comparison cuz this game does what X-Wing does but better and less Star Wars fatigue, but that's for a future podcast. <laughs> so so describe what the templates look like. Yeah, the, I should. The, the, the templates that he keeps mentioning are like these big plastic, like uh, flat shapes that you put on the table, and they're in the shape of like a cone or like a straight line, or maybe like a gentle, like curving line or something like that, or like a hard forty-five or fifty-degree turn. Yeah, and it's it's made to be like the where your car is moving in a single like turn, and you place it in front of your car, and you you move your car to the end of the plastic like line, and. That's that's essentially just like what your template is for the for your turn. Yeah, and um, so the turn works in gear phases, and the gears phase corresponds to what gear your car is currently in. So it starts at gear phase one. So all cars will get to make a movement action and a fighting action. Gear phase two will happen, and any cars that shifted up to two will then then get to go in three and four and five. So faster cars get more activations in a turn. Um. This game also has a system called hazard tokens. It's supposed to represent your driver being distracted or or your car like taking a sharp turn. You get these hazard tokens and once your car gets like six hazard tokens, you got to make a flip check. You go down to first gear, you could potentially take some damage and your opponent gets to reface your car. So, that's kind of devastating cuz in this game, your car's facing is what's going to determine like where the templates put you. Hmm. So if you're off just by a couple degrees and you collide with a wall, it's it's gonna it's gonna be problems for you. Yeah, potentially just destroy your car if you're down to like your last three hit points and you just run into that wall and you were just inches away from missing it. That could just potentially wreck your car. And the rule set's nice and simple. The games are fast and smooth. It doesn't try to do anything too crazy. There's also guns in this game. So if you want to like so many guns, throw some grenades. 
There are so many guns. <laughs> so do the guns have, are there like only front mount or rear mount? Or do they have side mount, options? side mounted, torrent, turrets. So facing isn't an issue for people that Some are operating gun, a turret. Yeah, it's it, extra points though, too. It, it's like a triple the point oh, of the I gun see. that you turret. Mm. Um, right. There's rams. There's futuristic like laser guns and harpoons. I, I think there are harpoons in the expansion. Oh, in the expansion? Yeah. yeah. Like pull people around or mm. pull yourself to them. Yeah, this game is... Twisted metal style. Yeah, this is just twisted metal. This is you the twisted metal. You need to make your little dude with his hands in the wheels. For I thought about it. <laughs> Call him a bike. And thus we've come full circle. <laughs> the game is quick. It's simple. It's easy to teach. There's not a whole lot to it, but it's a robust system. Um, I watched some battle report about this game where they had a table with the cars on it. Oh, like, yeah. But they had the table work like a conveyor belt, so it's representing the, like a Mad Max chase scene where the cars are moving forward on this plane, and uh, they were rolling a uh, couple dice to generate terrain coming at the cars on this like long straightaway, and it was super cool. Hmm. I see. It's like the terrain of the table would move with the cars, like it would yeah. just go to the back of the table as the cars would move forward and generating new terrain as they got into like new places on the map. That's high budget. Yeah, that's yeah. real cool though. It, it, it looks super simple, um, but it's it's a robust, 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 cheap, simple. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Simple <laughs> system that just like you can just even forget about all the gun mechanics, and you still have a fantastic miniatures game yeah. of cars and positioning. If you can get over the fact that you're men and women playing with Hot Wheels and Matchboxes at like the ages of like 20 and on. A it's a fantastic game. It uh, haunts me every I day. Think, I don't think it's that weird. We play with a bunch of dumb stuff. Oh, yeah, Dudes, yeah exactly. Though, like, I, every time I go into a store, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out on the Hot Wheels cars just to see if I, I see any cool cars. We went into Kroger today actually getting snacks for D&D and like Dan stops by like, ooh, Hot Wheels. Yeah. But like, I get this little bit of sick joy in the back of my mind thinking, I'm going to fuck up this car. And there's some Hot Wheels collector out there Who's like, oh no, you destroyed that 1953 BW bus. I don't know if buses came out in 53. But anyways. You're talking about the boss Mustang? I don't know. I'm talking about a car. It doesn't matter. But like somebody who collects Hot Wheels cars is cringing at the fact of me taking an exacto blade and gouging some some scratches in it and painting it up and breaking out the windshield and taking it off the wheels and throwing on wheels. And this is one of those games like you could just buy the book buy a hot couple hot wheels cars and it's fun and immersive or you could like be a hobby hero and and, and paint up your cars and make them look all mad max mm-hmm. or cyberpunk futuristic it's like, got a lot of room for creativity in so it. so much room for creativity i've seen people selling stuff for it on that etsy thing i've seen really? uh, yeah ebay wow. has a few of the gaslands things uh but yeah, Etsy. I saw some really neat ones that I almost bought, but I don't know if I trust Etsy. So Etsy's not bad. I bought a few things. Off uh, I bought Kyle's uh, birthday or Christmas present off Etsy. Oh, you did! Hannah it was a growler with a Tyranid logo on it. Off Etsy, like she got uh, that terrible egg thing for you. Ruth, I hate it's that. It's a thing beautiful so statuette. <laughs> it's an eldritch uh, horror. It's a beautiful statuette. Man, Gaslands is so much fun, and I can't wait to play it with you, Ritter. I know. It's yeah. it's a fun time. You got to catch back up, man. You got to play Gaslands, and you got to play. So uh, yeah, I was sick. Hey, uh, hey, Kyle. Hey, Dan. <laughs> Tell me about that Monster Apocalypse. Oh, this Kaiju. This is my territory here. All right, so uh, Monster Apocalypse, a.k.a. Monpoc, to be short, because eight <laughs> syllables is a lot to say. And for some reason, Rainy finds it very amusing whenever I shorten it to Monpoc. Well, it's sweet. it's five syllables. I think syllables. it's very sweet. Uh, no, it's 12 syllables. You got it wrong. Monster Apocalypse. No, it's, you can't count it wrong. It's 12. 
Monster Apocalypse. Monster Apocalypse. Monster Apocalypse. That's a whole line of a haiku. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just think it's very sweet. I think it's very funny. Mon- Monster Apocalypse. Yes. It's snowing on Mount Fuji. I got it. <laughs> I got the first two couple starter sets of this because I had heard about the old version they had about the, this back in like 2012, and they just recently re-released Monster Apocalypse as like a miniatures game because it used to be a collectible game where you opened up like a sealed pack and you get like a random like miniature monster out of it, and it's this it's this tabletop thing where you you have a uh, you have like a, a paper mat that folds out of a city like a, everything's like a grid of squares and you bring your own buildings and monsters and units to the fight and just. Two monsters just duking it out and uh, trying to kill one another and just throwing each other into buildings and whatnot. And uh, I so I went and bought the the first two starter sets of it to see what it was like because it sounds really cool. Right. And th- they had a really, a really good deal of it on Valentine's Day. I got a couple extra buildings with it and everything. I sat Dan down to see if he wanted to try it and see if he would like it too. We went through one game and I'm already hooked on it. And I think Dan is too because he already bought like all the Martian faction stuff. Absolutely, it is the perfect beer and pretzel game. In fact, we were drinking beer, and I had like three at the time. I was like, you know what, Governor? I'm just gonna buy all the Martian stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna take over the planet. I got our little uh, UFOs and all that. Oh man, the drunken Godzilla bit came from it, though. Oh yeah, the drunken Godzilla bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drunken Godzilla bit. Drunken Godzilla bit. He's I mean, puking. I was just ad- uh. He just he gets oh, real drunk right. underwater. He comes up. He punches a couple buildings because he's mad. He does his <laughs> beam. That's his atomic breath is him puking up, and just all of his things of destroying Tokyo and coming up with lanterns is drunken rage. Oh, <laughs> get out of my way, <laughs> building! What about him fighting the aliens? Well, oh, he's he's a- just a fighty drunk. <laughs> Did there? I was really surprised that one of the good guy factions is dinosaurs and the description's like oh. the dinosaurs are ticked that there's other monsters come and they're back to reclaim their throne or whatever okay yeah so <laughs> the factions in this game at the moment are the there, there's two agendas there's the protectors and the destroyers and protectors are obviously wanting to defend the planet destroyers just coming to kill everything right Makes sense. the protectors have you have guard which is like the earth like the EDF. un nations like on their giant yeah, robots it's and like stuff. a super robo like robo tyson they kind of look like uh like jaegers from uh pacific Rim. they do they really do and there's the second faction for the protectors of shadow sun syndicate which ritter you haven't even played the game yet and you already bought everything from yeah the shadow i have sun a syndicate. problem yeah you know <laughs> Uh, but it has Ultraman dudes. Ultraman it has Jet cool Jaguar looking dudes. Ultraman biomorphic armor that makes them big enough to fight the monsters, and it's just a dude. Yeah, and he's just there. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm a dude. I'm gonna take you on. I'm gonna body slam judo throw this monster. Yeah, there are throws. Exactly. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's great. The third protection faction is the one I'm going to be buying next. That's the Pterosaurs. Right. Which is just a bunch of titanic monsters just going out in the cities and killing all the destroyers, but knocking a few buildings down the progress because they, they hate progress. So Yeah. The process progress. Yeah, words. But anyways, the, des- the destroyers. The, uh, the destroyers are the, the, the second agenda. The planet eaters are the, are the first one from that, and that I have everything from them. They they're like these dudes that came fashion, from a comet. Fashion. They, they're these dudes that came from a comet out from space. There's like six of them in total. They land on a planet and they just came out of the comets and just started eating and destroying everything. Yeah, they're not Tyranids. They're not. They're they're <laughs> the not Tyranid Tyranids. <laughs> Could you imagine if Tyranids have bioforms that? Well, I guess they do. They do. Well. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, they uh, the second faction for the destroyers is the Lords of Cthulhu. These are your your Eldritch Horror Literally things. Literally Dude, that yeah. building 
freaks the fuck out of me. Did yeah. you see that building with the, like the, the hell void mouth gate. sticking out of it? I avoid looking at. It's such called things. the Void Gate. It is like <laughs> the the unit spawny building for the Lords of Cthulhu. It is gross. It is real gross. Yeah, I love everything it. from the Lords of Cthulhu is real gross. It's like all fleshy and tentacly and stuff like that. So if what? you like chaos, there's that one for you. Yeah, yeah. pick that up. And the last faction that they yeah. have for the uh, the destroyers is. Dan's faction. Fuck yeah, the Martians. Martians. Yep. He bought everything from the Martians. He's got them sort of assembled at the moment. He got some of them assembled. I have the UFO assembled. Um, I washed everything today. So the problem with the uh, the casts on these minis is uh, they're, they're um, fine cast resin. And uh, I don't know if they're actually fine cast, but they, they are resin. That might be like G-Dub's thing with fine be. cast or whatever. I don't know. So uh, they have these really chunky bits where the injector molds or injectors went into the mold. So uh, I'm afraid to like sand them down or get rid of them inside. So I have to wait for a kind of a nicer day because I want to do that outside so I don't get that. Yeah, that it's resin. fine. It's just carbon fiber. I don't want to like clean up the mess. Though. I've heard fiber warnings glass. that that resin is carcinogenic. Like you don't, you do not want to breathe that stuff in. Eh. But th- that's a word of warning to anybody that's thinking about getting into this, is that it is a hobby miniatures game. There will be a lot of assembly required. You will need to clean these things up. You need to glue them together and paint them yourselves, because they're just yeah. gray plastic or gray resin whenever they come in. So uh, I didn't tell you about the paint job, Ritter, that I want to do, right? Uh, for the Martians? Yeah. No. So uh, I recently got an airbrushing, and there's a type of uh, paint that are, isn't traditionally used for an airbrush, but it's called artist inks. And these paints are really, I don't know how they work, but you can throw them straight into an airbrush. You don't have to thin it or anything. You can just spray straight out of an airbrush. But what the thing with the artist inks is they're super comic booky, vibrant colors. I've seen things painted like that. I've seen, like, there's somebody did, like, a Gundam kit, like an RX-78, and when you look at it, it looks like it was out of the page of one of the pages yeah. of the manga, and then they move it, and so, you're like, how is that moving? So this part might make you a little mad. Okay. They have this white paint, one of those brands that do that artist ink. Sure. You paint this over black, one layer, and you're good. Nothing shows through. Really? One layer. How's that going to make me mad? Because you did all the white scars. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just spray painted all them. Yeah, I guess so. That was easy enough. But um, but yeah, I kind of want to do like a neon greeny yellow color. Because uh, the Martian stuff has these tentacles that look semi-organic. And I kind of want to do like a glowy green color on them. And I'm debating between doing a like a steel color on all the armor plating or like a purple Purple metallic would be really purple. Cool. I don't oh man. I need to learn how to do non-metal metallics. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do a little pre-shading with the airbrush. So I'm gonna paint it. I'm gonna prime it black, and then I'm gonna hit it with white on parts that I want lit up. Right. And then one, of the, hit- one of the most beautiful things about this is the price point. Oh, fantastic price like, point! Buy that UFO from Games Workshop. Probably be something like sixty, seventy dollars. That is definitely a sixty dollar kit. That's like a Terminator kind of size kit too. Right. Yeah. Not Terminator. I mean Dreadnought. Or Dread. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, that uh, I'm thinking more like a Predator. Something maybe it's smaller than that. Maybe it's less plastic. Yeah, those are all like Warhammer forty thousand units. Well, forty k units. Yeah, for, <laughs> Warhammer forty thousand. Warhammer forty thousand. Oh, no. Four zero zero oh, zero no. zero zero. Anyway. Yeah, but I, I think I bought all my Martian stuff for like eighty bucks on Amazon, and that's exactly. a lot of models. I think I have like seventeen, eighteen models. It's like twenty bucks a kit. 
That's yeah. perfect. That's incredibly doable. That's what you want. And like, these kits are fantastic. Like the detail on it's superb. Yeah, yeah. they look great. You will need to Super get done. like uh, their own proprietary like action dice that they have and stuff too. Oh, Those shit, are all in the that. starter kits. So you you probably would need to pick up a starter kit, which they have two of them. They have the protectors and the, the destroyers. The protectors have Defender X, a guard robot dude, and the destroyers have Gorgodra. He's a plan eater guy. But it comes with it's like forty two dollars MSRP. And it comes with the mat that you need to play. It comes with six fold-out cardboard apartment buildings that you, you do need to bring your own buildings to play the game. Yeah. But it comes with all everything you need. Uh, it comes with all the dice you need, 10 power dice, 10 action dice, 10 boost dice, and all the units that you would need as well. But, yeah, like if you just get your starter set, you will be good to go. The only negative I have to say about about Monster Hunter... Not Monster Hunter. Monster Apocalypse. <laughs> Monster Apocalypse... Is the um, the board that you get with it is just a poster? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it it the creases on the folds make it kind of wavy. Monsters tend to fall over. It'd be nice if it came on like a neoprene mat or like a traditional cardboard well, board game. It'd be nice if they even had that option in their store to get it on a neoprene mat. But yeah. They don't. So I'm looking into trying to to find the images online to be able to print it out on a neoprene mat myself. And Any aspiring artists out there, please contact us at <laughs> tablestoppodcast at gmail.com. Nope, just tablestopcast. Fuck. Uh, we'll get it right someday. <laughs> One day. Uh, but yeah, like the, the, um, the starter set is like really the only way you can get the map too. And they also only have that one cityscape map too. They have another one called An Isle of Annihilation that came with like a league pack that they did oh. back in the fall. But it's gone now. You can, you can get it like an eBay, I guess. Mm. But they only have those two and they're all paper. So, I'm sure they don't have like tile packs out where like you get like a six by six tile. It'd be nice that has like oh this is where a building is or this is a new different hazard. Yeah, well they just came out with this game in September 2018 and they're still they're still releasing a lot of the monsters for it. They haven't really got too far with it, so hopefully in the future stuff like that will come out. I'm but, wondering if like Frontline Gaming or one of those Mac companies would make one. I'm sure somebody ever became one. popular enough because they uh, make all those Warhammer things. Who uh, who produces it? Is it is it um, it's, uh, Privateer Press? Privateer. They're not a small company. No, they're not. You maybe they got all that War Machine stuff. They got Hordes, which is like the if you want to go with the organic side of things in War Machine, and they're both compatible, you can fight them together if you want to. I didn't know Hordes and because isn't Hordes like League of Legends based? No, no, not a, it's like you know. Well, I'm thinking oh, of something else. I think uh, <laughs> Hordes uh, like or War Machine is where you have the like Russian people with Max, the British people with Max. The like elves with Max hordes has like orcs and uh, not Skaven and not uh, I don't know some other thing that they I do like the not so Skaven hordes is like Age of Sigmar for Games Workshop and and uh, War Machines kind of like 40k for right you said they're compatible though yeah they both play the same rule set and you can just oh, play a hordes versus a War Machine. I don't know if they happen in the same timeline chronologically. I think they do because the mechs are like steampunk hmm. or something. They're steam operated or whatever the heck. I wouldn't mind trying that out sometime. It's some, I, I've been like curious about it. I'm always looking for a new miniatures game. Well, they're putting out a thing now that's basically Kill Team for that. Oh, they're taking okay. like a 10-man squad and they're like, that's your game to play with these guys. Oh, man, geeking out about Kill Team on one of these episodes, we should do that. That that should be a show topic. A one topic, day yeah. we'll get a format down where we have show topics. Yeah, one perhaps day. so many things to talk about. But yeah, oh. that's other than Gaslands, Monster Apocalypse, and 
and Power Grid. We haven't really played anything else, though, have now, we? Now, we should get a game of Twilight Imperium in before tried, our next recording. I tried so hard. Yeah. I fought for it the other day. Yeah, yeah. It was late, and yeah. I had to work the next I, day. That's completely understandable. Twilight Imperium is a uh, mm. chonky bitch. Yeah. A little bit behind the, behind the curtain. What are you guys doing tomorrow? Because I'm not playing Warhammer tomorrow. Uh, Ritter has date night tomorrow with Hannah. Oh, Ritter. So uh, yeah. maybe consider date night. And also, you said since they were doing date night, we were going to make dinner together. So we have a date night, too. So don't you forget about that. I didn't. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. Poor <laughs> Dan. Testing, yeah. All testing. alone it's a test. has to sit here and paint his Martians. I do have to paint my Martians. <laughs> tomorrow might not be a bad day to jump into that. Are you taking yeah. Hannah for dinner? I, it's a secret. Secret, secret destination. Yes. Okay. Secret. (laughs) We're not gonna. We're not gonna hype up someplace in our local area. Fuck you, local businesses. Spicy Gringos is a great place located in Weirtown, West Virginia. No, for real though, Spicy Gringos. Like, if you're ever in Weirtown, like it's pretty standard Mexican food, but they have these sauces that you can get with the free chips. That literally are the only. Great reason to go there. Get that spicy mango, drown your chips in it, and then drown your throat in it because it is good. Drown yourself in it because you won't. Take a bath in it and just start gulping away like oh, a man. hungry you don't hippo. Get that, that would burn. You your people, oh, man. <laughs> you just had to bring it up. Now you've done it. Now you made it weird. Man, mango habanero and all those orifices. Like, ooh. Can I, listen, you got a lot of orifices. You don't want like, to... if you're craving a Mexican restaurant and you're like, all right, most Mexican restaurants are the same. I just want myself a good quesadilla. I just want myself a good burrito. Spicy Gringos is the place to go because you will get that delicious mango habanero sauce. It does not cost extra to get it with your food. And it is so good. Oh, shout out Spicy to Gringos sponsor Shout us. out to local restaurant. That's our, uh, that's our local plug of the week. Or month. Yep. Hey, Ritter. <laughs> yeah. What do you hype about? I'm waiting for that Pokemon Sword and Shield, personally. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably just going to get both versions because I have a problem. Uh, probably, get, I, don't, I, uh, I think I'm going to get them digitally because I've been getting everything digitally. I'm going to get it digitally. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to fuck around with physical copies. The only Switch game I have a physical copy of is Zelda. As yeah, that's actually the same one I have, <laughs> and it's been plugged in. It's been sitting in the switch since I bought it, and has never left. So, hmm. yeah, I th- I'm just really interested to see what Pokemon come out, if they do anything, yes. and I really want to see what the dang bunny starter turns into. If he's firefighting, we riot. Right. If it's fire, gotta be fire we normal. Riot. I gotta think be fire, fire normal. normal is my you guys bet. Are very into fire normal. I'm really into that really Scottish cool. lady. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Scottish lady. I'm that's really for sure. I'm excited to see what my beautiful Sabo boy turns into, and I hope they don't make him ugly because he's a sweet, precious baby. Now here's what I think: I think he's gonna go fighting because he's doing that little thing really? where he's like meditating in the uh, water. He just looks. Uh, he, uh, maybe psychic would be cool. Water psychic. I'm still thinking that the meditating. monkey's gonna be grass psychic. I really do. I I think yeah. Oh, you're right. I here's my here's my uh, little. Uh, thing I'm gonna go. I think uh, Bunny is either gonna be firefighting or fire, maybe dark or normal. I think uh, Grass is most certainly gonna be Grass Psychic, and I think Water has a good chance of being Ghost, which would be that would be super awesome, awesome for ghost. me because hmm. Ghost is one of my three favorite. Water, Ghost, and Fairy are literally my three favorites. So uh, those are my predictions. Quote me on it, bitch. There's got to be some way they interact. <laughs> Because, like, ghost fighting in normal 
all interact, where normal doesn't affect ghost, mm. fighting super effective against normal, but fighting also doesn't hurt ghost, so that wouldn't work as a triangle. Mm. But somewhere in there, I'm sure... Did Sun and Moon have that it. like secondary triangle? Because uh, the uh, owl dude was ghost, fire ghost, was fighting. Dark, fighting. Yeah, do you yeah even... fighting beats dark, dark beats ghost. Well, it wasn't fairy. ghost, it was fairy. It was ghost, uh, it was, fairy, uh, and uh, fighting. Dark fairy. They didn't so have that set secondary interaction Maybe the secondary last set doesn't have to be like a big interaction. It's all about the mm. first set. They had an X and Y. Well, maybe it was, was just kind of how they started, but now they kind of want to you know, expand a little bit more, so it's kind of harder to do that. Mm. Mm. But they've been doing that even since Diamond and Pearl, because mm. that had Break uh, the mold. steel fighting and one other type that I forget whatever the grass was. Because nobody remembers the grass. <laughs> hey, I like grass. Grass Aww. is my starter. Oh, I do fire starter. Hmm. I played Mom yellow, so my starter was Pikachu. <laughs> Regardless of what I wanted, you don't even you don't even know what the 150 second Pokemon is. Doesn't exist. Oh. Right, <gasps> man. I will. I love this bit of mine. Just it's been a strong bit for day. years. The uh, bitter old man, nothing but the original 151 bit. Exactly. <laughs> I love being the Grognar. <laughs> ah, back in my day, we didn't have a trash bag Pokemon or an ice cream Pokemon or a chandelier Pokemon. No, but I you had like a ball Pokemon who was just a ball. Voltor alone. Oh. You had a mine had Pokemon. A rock who was Test just a nerf. rock with arms. Do not oh, ever. Do not ever. I can't believe you can't talk bad about Geodude. <laughs> Geodude is my stand. Geodude <laughs> is my life. I will die for Geodude. Will Geodude die on is this hill of protecting right. Geodude. This is the hill he's chosen to die this on. This is the <laughs> hill. Protect Geodude. I have to Pledge protect to my protect. beautiful boy. I was in fourth grade. I liked Brock. He was a cool guy. I liked Geodude. He was a cool guy. Brock is Fight a pretty me. cool dude. Fight me, internet. I will. I will die. I will die for Geodude. All right. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Right. <laughs> I uh, I well, that happened. <laughs> Judy, right. so beautiful. What are you excited for, Kyle? Oh, okay. Me? Oh, we're bringing the mold I again. I guess that's fine again. Okay. <laughs> Your last. What Actually, is this? Wasn't ready. What Let's is go to this rainy. new thing? Dan didn't go. Skip You're not last rainy. yet. You don't know. You could be I third. We had a little like counterclockwise circle. I like the counterclockwise circle. I thought circle. we had a special yeah, circle going. Go going on. It started with Ritter, then went to Rainy. See, this Perry. is why I don't introduce topics now. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> MC uh, privileges revoked. Well, I'm hoping that one day Animal Crossing for the Switch will actually come out like they said it would this year. So I'm still pretty hyped for that, even though it doesn't have a release date or any information on it. But a thing that I'm hyped for that actually does have some information on it is uh, the new Twilight Zone revamp with Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. has done an amazing job of doing a great horror movie called Get Out that I absolutely adored. I'm very incredibly excited to see This Is Us. Or is it just us? Did just I us. just fuck that up? Oh, yeah. This Is Us, I'm pretty sure, is a TV show. Hmm. Got that. Uh, I'm very uh, take two. I'm very excited to see Us, which is the new horror movie coming out by Jordan Peele about like doppelgangers and shit. That seems super awesome. I think he's proven himself to be a really great creator of these kind of universes that are scary and daunting, but also teach you some really important things. So I'm like unbelievably hyped to see what he's going to do with um with Twilight Zone. Because I think he's going to do a really great job with it. I adore Twilight Zone. I've seen every episode of the old ones. I always found the concept so amazing and groundbreaking for the time of just each episode is its own complete universe with its own crazy plot. I was obsessed with it. I was excited for Black Mirror when it came back just because it was reminiscent of Twilight Zone. So to actually have Twilight Zone back, 
I am unbelievably excited for it. Yeah, me too. And uh, besides some miscellaneous movies that I don't really need to touch on, because I'll probably touch on whenever they come out, not much, actually. Uh, just those two things have really got me... Oh, uh, obviously Avengers Endgame, even though the uh, new trailer that came out was uh, very lackluster in my mind. Uh, I am still very excited to see the movie. There's a lot of hype going on about it. It's been built up for a really long time. I'm hoping they don't go garbage directions with it, like some people have talked about. I'm just really hoping that it is as good as the years of hype have brought it up to have to be. Yeah, that's it. What about you, Kyle? Hmm? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many things I'm excited about. <laughs> uh, video game-wise, I think there's only really one that's in my mind right now. It's Hollow Knight Silk Song. Oh, yeah? Makes started sense. out as a DLC pack for Hollow Knight that just got so big that they just decided to make it its own game. It's going to be releasing, I think, maybe later this year. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be releasing, but hmm. I am super looking forward to that because you know how much I've mentioned Hollow Knight already in our first two episodes of this oh, podcast. Yeah. But video game-wise, that's about it. Um, Show-wise, I can't really think of a whole lot that's going to be coming out besides Game of Thrones. How did I forget that until now? <laughs> game of Thrones coming out in April. I am gonna. That's going to be my life oh, for a while. What about uh, Good Omens? Oh, Good Omens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was a really big fan of reading Good Omens. And mm. The Amazon. Is it Amazon? I think it's Amazon that has Good yeah. Omens. I think we're going to watch it once it comes out because I got that good Goo Prime. Yeah, yeah. Same. So do I. Like, I, I'm super excited for that show because that's one of my favorite books I've read. Like, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett together in one book. That's insane. That's, it's so good, man. It is, in you fact, love Amazon. I've double-checked it. Yeah, but that that's coming out as a TV series. Uh, one that's out right now that I'm going to catch up with later is American Gods, yes. which is another book yeah. by Neil Gaiman. That The book is fantastic. The first season of the show was fantastic. They updated the show to kind of match more modern times than when the book first came out, which was back at around 2000. They kind of updated little things in there to kind of match with like the... Uh, the the social media cyberspace era that we're kind of living in right now. I can appreciate that. Yeah, which is they, they did a really good job with that too, updating it to kind of be more modern. Even um, at the time, like it it was, I think it was a little ahead of the time with the the one character in particular that dealt with uh, the internet. Yeah, I yeah. think he was appropriate then. He was, and he your description was. of our our of our mutual friend's description of him in the show now is also super appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Um, I won't go into it too much, but there's this one character that they describe in the books as being, like, the quintessential, like, MMO nerd that you would think of who was, like, really big in the internet back in 2000. That was the description they made of him in the book back then. But to update it for the show, they kind of made him more like a... kind of like a Silicon Valley tech nerd. More than, like, the the basement-dwelling, like, like zit-ridden, like, overweight dude that you would think of, like, back in the 2000 stereotype, which they did a really good job of just updating that image. That's so cool. Like American gods is like a, a great book and TV show. I would just recommend giving it a shot. It's on stars though. So you would need a subscription for that. Which I, might, is why I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I might do what she do and get that seven day trial and <laughs> just, just try watch to it in the seven day trial, try to Could watch she... it every weekend or something. Yeah. That's what I'm going to try to do right now. But TV show wise, uh, the only, the only other thing is Brooklyn nine, nine as it's been yes. releasing. That's one of rainy nice favorite shows right now. Always, nine. Hype, always yeah. hype for that new episode to come out on Hulu and just sit down and watch it. So we'll good. probably watch the new episode, uh, tonight? tomorrow night, yeah. uh, tonight. Uh, I figured tomorrow night while tomorrow? we were having a nice dinner together. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's got Andy <laughs> Samberg in it. Uh, I love Andy Samberg. I've always been a really big fan of his. Yeah. I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but yeah, it's just, fantastic show you just Absolutely. go watch it strong diversity strong female characters uh very unique in how it handles a lot of topics not afraid to touch on issues with police like police brutality and racism 
and stuff like that, despite being a cop show, which yeah. I appreciate. Funny cop show is the yeah. Yeah. summit, which I don't think Funny we Funny cop show, but with very uh, deep moments that touch on serious issues that are affecting today. It's yeah. very interesting and very good to watch. My exact type of humor. You ever want to know what my exact type of humor is? They're on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's just me. But yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is like the the only other show I can think of I'm really excited for. And uh, uh, what about a specific movie, Specific perhaps? movie? Oh, I'm sorry. Which uh, one do you, uh, are you talking I about I think here? there might be one movie, maybe with a, a lizard-type protagonist oh. or such, that uh, might is, get you a little hype. Is hyped. that lizard drunk? Do you mean... <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a, a wee bit of a tipsy lizard. Drunken rampage of this lizard in Tokyo. <laughs> oh, jeez. I had the building. I didn't uh, govern. Oh, jeez. That movie, though, yes. is King of the Monsters. Oh. Godzilla 2019. Mm. Oh. Who's he fighting? He's fighting everyone. King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan. So that literally Mothra everyone. Looks so good. A little bit of Kyle lore here. The first Godzilla Ooh. movie I ever watched was a 50-cent VHS I bought at a yard sale, which was Hell yeah. Godzilla teaming up with Rodan and Mothra to fight King, the three-headed dragon, King Ghidorah. It was the first Godzilla movie I ever watched, and I wore that VHS out how many times I watched that. <laughs> it's what made me a, a monster and kaiju fan to begin it with. It made him the man he is today. It made me the man I am today. <laughs> but... I have never been more excited for a movie in my entire life than I have been King of the Monsters. Like I've already got reserved tickets for to see an IMAX theater in a Pittsburgh. And oh, up at, uh, Wait, Lowe's you bought place. those already? Yes. I didn't realize you Hell bought yeah. Them. Yeah, I got oh them all. Yeah, I got them already. Out. <laughs> but yeah, I've got my tickets reserved for it already. Like I I want like my seeing Godzilla 2014 was one of my favorite movie experiences. Just going to a theater and seeing a movie and just seeing everybody around me like freak out and have like such a good time with it is one of the best experiences I've had going to a theater and watching a movie. It even beat Aww. Avengers for me. Oh, and I'm I'm more excited about this movie than I am Avengers Endgame. I know enough. you have nice. said that. <laughs> yeah, but that that has been the thing that has been eating up most of my hype for the past like half a year at the moment, and I'm so glad that it's like just around the corner, like timeline wise. Oh. Kyle's so obsessed with uh, Godzilla that he watched the terrible. Netflix original oh, no. anime three part series, I can't which I would it. not recommend anyone watch. I was there with them through mm-hmm. it. We suffered together. Yeah. He suffered for the love of Godzilla and all things Godzilla. But oh my God, please don't watch that. Please, please do please not watch don't. that. It's so bad. I implore you. In fact, uh, without watching it, email Netflix and just say bad, bad Netflix. In <laughs> the subject, just Godzilla anime. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. So is this the second of the new? Second of the new ones. It's a sequel to 2014. I need to watch 2014. Please. Oh, can we sit down and watch that? Oh, yes. Can we do that? We're going to have a movie We can do that whenever. Night. I'm ready. My body is ready. I am so ready. I've watched that movie more times than I can count. I, I know Brian Cranston's in it. Brian Cranston's in it. And that's about it. And uh, one of the Olsen twins is in it, too. She went growing up Olsen twin. Was it one of the twins, or was it their sister? I don't know. Oh, Wait. okay. Wait, There's it might be her third? sister. The Olsen twins have a sister who's yeah, in a lot of her, stuff. Her sister, she plays actually. the Scarlet Witch. She's that, not one of the Olsen twins. It's not one of the Olsen twins. Okay, never she mind. She is a third Olsen. I get my actors huh. mixed up. Yeah, she easily. is not but one yeah, of the I, two twins. I am down to watch that movie. The the 2014 or yeah, I, I want to watch before the new one comes out because I'm sure you're going to want to watch it again, and I I'd be down to go oh to the movies. God. Absolutely, I've man. really been so slacking on my like movie watching in the last couple of years. So have I. Like in college, like it was like. Every week, gotta watch them flicks. Gotta go to, uh, gotta go up to the Carmichaels and watch them flicks. Gotta mm-hmm. get my popcorns. But yeah, like 
that's that's about the only thing besides uh, Endgame, although King of the Monsters is kind of eclipsing that a little bit. But Endgame, we just saw Captain Marvel. Uh, board game-wise, I do have a few things I'm pretty hyped about. I've got a couple of Kickstarters that are coming in later in the year. Um, oh, man, I, I paid a bunch of money for the Kickstarter. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> is it that Avalon? The Avalon one, yeah. Um, that did very well. It did really well, and I can't and believe I, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I, it's something Avalon, like Garden of Avalon. Oh, is it the um, the Britannian King Arthur one? Yeah, the one that's like a well, legacy Is it a secret trader? No, I'm it's, thinking of... It's weird because your characters are like Nordic, but Avalon is supposed to be... It's either the space that King Arthur goes to when he dies, or it's the thing that Merlin created. It's in the Arturian legend. Yeah. But all your people are like clearly like uh, Nordic or um, wh- whatever the new God of War was based in. Yeah, yeah, Nordic. Um, so whatever that mythology. Uh, Ancient Grail, Fall of Avalon. That's the game the name of the game. Yeah, and a Grail, like a Holy Grail, would be there. Not to use my my my, my extensive history major. Mm. <laughs> my barely bachelors of history here, mm. but um. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Arthurian tales were written after 800. 800's when the Vikings come over to England and pillage and intermarry into the the English royalty. There you go. They're just hanging out. So I I think that might be right after Fall of Arthur, supposed Arthur, we're getting into Vikings. But I'm not 100% sure. Don't at me. Oh, wait. You can't. You can email us, however. How do you go whoever. about adding someone? I think it's a Twitter thing. I don't uh, know. It is Twitter. If you like, put the at symbol and then their Twitter handle, it's like personally calling them out in a tweet, and they get like sent the tweet because it mentions them. Uh, so it's just like I you. mean, Facebook does that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but Twitter is typically when people talk about this stuff. Uh, mm. but yeah. But you can add us at tabletopcast at gmail dot com. We also got a Twitter. We, oh my we god, you can at us. You we can have add a us Twitter at the Twitter. At Tablestopcast, or it's just Tablestop. I actually can't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, it was definitely one of the two. <laughs> I think it's Tablestopcast. It's probably Tablestopcast. Uh, Tablestop. I There's imagine not a lot of Tablestop yeah. might have already been taken, so I might have just made it Tablestopcast. Just spam any combination of Tablestop and Cast to so, those work yeah. together. I was <laughs> Googling us the other day. Oh, Apparently, a table stop is a thing you use for a yeah. saw. Yeah, yep, unfortunately, we did accidentally make the mistake of naming our podcast off of a very uh, common tool. Yep. So if you just try to Google us, you will indeed just find stuff. You about just get a that bunch tool. of tools so, uh, instead of us. So if yeah. you're really oh, confused, yeah. a bunch of tools too. if you're really confused why this we're talking about board games and video games on a tool podcast, <laughs> let me let me clarify. We're a board sorry. game and video game podcast, not Man. a woodworking cast. Do you I have mean, your Metric crescent wrench. I've been looking for one of those for years. Can any of you do the Tim the Toolman Taylor noise? <laughs> ah, there you go. That was, that, that, Ritter was the closest. I don't know what you did. Kyle. I don't know. I don't. I never actually watched. It. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty much Yoda. <laughs> Yoda, if he became Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, <laughs> uh. yeah. Like board game wise, that's about all I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Vindication is another game I got kickstarted too, but. I'm not going to go into that. If you want to, if you're interested in them, Tainted Grail, Fall of Avalon, and Vindication, just look them up and see if you're interested or not. They still have late pledges. They look cool. Dan, me? Dan, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I got just got a couple of video games. Um, first up, and probably the mo- one I'm most hyped for is this little company called CJ CD Project. Project Project. Man, I messed up. <laughs> I, I like, goofed real hard. Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to be a kind of a open world RPG system set in the cyberpunk dystopian future. Hmm. Same dudes that do the Witcher series, so I trust them with my life. I'm sure <laughs> this game's going to be fantastic. I love open world stuff. It sounds interesting. Um, I've heard the name, but I haven't actually looked up anything about it. There is okay, so CG project your project red. CG or, project red, yeah. They they there's a weird Polish way to produce it or pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But they have this philosophy where they're working on a project that they're like, hey, we're working on Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We will let you know what this is whenever we're done with it. Boy, can I say that uh, a game that's doing something incredibly similar right now and has been doing for a few years that I have so much hype for that I could die, Death Stranding. Yeah. It's doing a very similar Death thing. Death is either going to be a 10 or a 1. I oh, way, there, is no in, there literally is no in-between. It's either going to be the worst game ever created or the best and most incredible masterpiece that will burn your goddamn eyes out for even daring to look upon it. And I am full cow going with the latter. It's either going to be Breath of the Wild or Beyond Human. It's going to uh, be great. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna be something, and let me tell you, the hype I feel for it is unknown to man. I <laughs> am shaking with the excitement for this game. I know nothing of it. I'm the exact opposite camp of you. I would they have hype. The, the amount of hype that they have generated for this game is too much for them to actually accomplish. It's gonna be I a flop. I know Call you. I know. Believe it's in Kojima. Believe we are, in Kojima. We are Give him your energy. <laughs> Everybody send your energy to Kojima. Please. Like the spear believe bomb thing in DBC. Yeah, like DBC. In you. It's like uh, Kyle and I are in complete opposite spectrums of this, but I am fully prepared to tell him, I told you so, uh, when it comes out. Anyway, I'm continue with Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Project Red, they have a really, really good track record of producing fantastic games. The first two Witcher, Witcher games, a little problematic. The mm-hmm. third one is the best fantasy game ever made, period. Mm. With a hard period. Ooh. But, Ooh. um, yeah, so... Get that girl some chocolate, because it's a real hard period. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they recently... That was a slow burner. That was very mixed uh, reaction. I had my normal disgust, which was just reflected in my silence. I think I rubbed my belly button a little bit. <laughs> why? I don't know. It made, me, is, it made me just... Uh, why would you even say that? Why did you admit that? You're right. <laughs> That's a weird thing to admit on a podcast. It's just a little bit. It's like, does that mean something? Yeah. Is there some deeper meaning? There's to one this? guy out there who's like, yes, the I get spike, that. The spike He's like, in this my podcast. Man. My man. The joke that this is. Oh. Let's turn this into. So, yeah, right. yeah. Yes. Cyberpunk, fantastic. They released a couple months ago an hour long gameplay trailer, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Oh my god, it is it is so good. Mm. Go out and watch it, and then you too will be hyped about about this beautiful dystopian future. I do want to look it up more, because I have not looked up much about it, unfortunately. I, it's on my to-do list, but I keep hearing the name, and I'm like, oh, it's probably really good, because I keep hearing the name, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, I'm going to either break down and upgrade my PC before it comes out, or suck it up and play it on console, but that kind of game, for me at least... Mouse and keyboard's the way. Nah, I'm the exact opposite. I'm full console gamer. I it, like it just depends on what you grew up playing. Like, oh, there's yeah. gonna be elitists out there going. Actually, if you're playing Overwatch with a controller, 
your your reaction time slower. They're not wrong, but you're also not playing on a level where it matters. Yeah, honestly, like uh, the only reason I prefer console over computer is just because I, like you said, I grew up using a controller, and playing on a computer is kind of difficult for me. Like yeah. I have trouble like flopping around on the keyboard and using the you mouse. It's hard for the me. Keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to oh. move your hand so much more. <laughs> Um, Another I, slow burn. Another one. Here we that go. was a slow I burn. I have up. small hands, and it's a running joke. Anyway, <laughs> it's just—it's a lot. I don't know. It's a lot harder for me to play on keyboard, so I prefer console. Yeah. It's not anything about I keyboard. I'm always really jealous, actually, because the computer tends to have more room for mods and other cool features and everything. So it's not really an elitism thing with me. I'm just bad. Right. The buttons <laughs> are just so much closer together on that controller. Mm. <laughs> anyway, go on with your next hype. Uh, my next hype is a little game by a little developer that you might know called Obsidian. Oh. That no, sounds familiar. They pr- helped produce the best Fallout game, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, you can at me. That's another hill I'll die on. I, I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to disagree with you with that. That is like well known among the Fallout kind of community that Fallout New Vegas is everybody's favorite. I haven't even played it. And yet, I know that. Controversial so, uh, opinion. I didn't see any difference between it and Fallout 3, really. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, really. You can add Kyle. Fallout 3 was I New Vegas. I will direct no, the New Vegas to him. Is, so the way the Fallout games go, you get a main number game, you get an offshoot game that kind of uses the same engine. Huh. And Vegas was kind of the offshoot game. It wasn't a main numbered game. But anyways, so they're, they're, they're tired of Bethesda just messing up the formula of the first-person shooter action RPG. That's fair. So they're coming out with this game called Outer Worlds. It looks like it's kind of a weird fusion between, like, um... I'm blinking on the name. Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Mixed with a little bit of Firefly. You get this, like, grungy, over-corporated, like, couple planets... And I'm you're looking just, at that lady. She looks like my type. Yeah, like the characters look fantastic. The voice acting from what I heard in the trailers look great. There's a gameplay trailer out for it too, and it just it looks like somebody modded like Fallout New Vegas into this fantastic like uh like a uh, Firefly esque space adventure. That sounds excellent. Yeah. Coming out 2019, and apparently Cyberpunk's might be coming out 2019. Mm. Nice. But uh, those are my two video games I'm very hyped for. Yeah, um, they seem like solid games to be hyped for. Action. Of those two games, which one has the beam swords? They both do. Ooh. All right, then I will. Have uh, to Cyberpunk, I don't know if it has beam swords, but it definitely I has see. swords that come out of your arms. But this definitely, the, the Outer World definitely has beam weapons. All right, it's got to be a beam. Arm retracting weapons, fine, it's close, but. Beam weapons are still going to win. Like, Cyberpunk would be definitely closer to Deus Ex in type of tech. Uh, okay. Um, Outer Worlds is just like far off our future shenanigans. I'm getting like a, a 50s Adam Punk vibe from it a little bit. There is a lot of Fallout in there, so I, I you, yeah. I love Fallout, so that is uh, excellent. I definitely want to check that out. Not quite like, not quite dark like Fallout is, though. It's more like upbeat scenes. Which is good, because that's mm-hmm. my main complaint with Fallout 4. I play Fallout 4 a lot, and I get extreme migraines because of just like the low color saturation it's and that's a, very a real super high like color saturated fallout that was kind of jarring whenever that game first came out because if you look at a uh, screenshot like fallout new vegas or three mm-hmm. three is just like, like off green brown color mm-hmm. and new vegas is just this off like pale orange color 
Yeah, but Fallout 4 even so gives me very bad migraines when I play it. Like, I can't wow. play it with more than an hour before I have to take some headache medicine. Mm. It's a shame. I know. It is a shame because I love exploring open world stuff. So I'm very interested in this. I mean, the colors look nice and bright, and it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and in, um, Fall- you played Fallout 4, like you said. You know how the dialogue is real restricted to yes, sarcastic yes, yes, and no? Yeah. As you can see here, um, whenever Obsidian had the Fallout license and in Fallout 3, they had different things you could say in response to the um, NPCs. So I'm showing them a screenshot of a conversation with a guy. And once it loads, there's a couple different Mm -hmm. options. Um, The the bottom option right there is dependent on a skill that you've already taken. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are like checks of like, oh man, I took this much speech. The man has a humongous forehead. Oh but my gosh! That's an incredibly large forehead. It's the size of his face. It is. It is a big forehead. That, like, but look at that power pixel armor. By pixel. <laughs> Your forehead is not nearly as big as no. It's that not. is a five what head. Let's just be honest. That is a five that head right there. But incredible forehead. This might be a show topic for later because mm. I could rant. I could do a dissertation on my utter disappointment with Fallout Four and it that other game that we mm. shall. Named, which unfortunately <laughs> takes place in our state. Fallout 69? Yeah, but yeah I, 69. <laughs> but uh, I, I have hope. This yeah. looks like it's going to be the spirit of Fallout in a really cool um, sci- science fiction, mm-hmm. planet, hopping, bang-bang shooter-up fun. Apparently it's not open world, which I'm super good with. Yeah. I, I, I'm done with open world for a bit. That's I can, fair. I like open world, but it also is nice to play games that are not... Uh, open world as well. I've been burned out open narrative. world. Like this for a isn't long time this now. isn't yeah. like a endless hallway. Like you go to. It's like um. Have you ever played any of the old Night Republics or Knights of the Republic? Games? Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you no. land on a planet, and it's not like a huge open world. It's a bunch of different areas in the world that are pretty big that you can go out and explore. I played the Old Republic, like the uh, the MMO they came out with. Yeah, I didn't play any of the Knights of the Old Republic though. It's um. Yeah, because that would be an open-world game because it's an MMO. Yeah, of course. But instead of you being dropped in a map, you go to a place, and you have a map of that place that you can explore, but it's not like, I'm going to walk all the way to that mountain. Todd Howard said I could go to that mountain, (laughs) so I'm going to go to that mountain, Todd. It's easier to plan things whenever you don't have to deal with making an open world for someone. The same as uh, the reason I don't really care for roguelikes is because... It's all randomly generated, and it's all a general thing. There yeah. isn't somebody carefully crafting rooms for you in the roguelike, and there's not a perfectly tailored experience of a story in an open-world game because you can break it by going in too many directions. Yeah. So something that limits you will potentially have a better narrative or experience. Did you ever play Metroid Fusion? Yeah, I know Metro Fusion, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the, the with the blue suit. Blue suit, yeah. And you're running from the, the SAX. I felt like that was a good good melding of like a good structured story right. with a good uh, open exploration, too. Yeah, anything that does that where it's like, okay, here, here's your, here's your open world, get your tools to go further, mm. or something like that. Yeah. Even Final Fantasy VII does it. When you first get out, the only place you can walk around in is surrounded, and there's this desert area. Yeah, and you want to go through there, you got to fight a level seventy snake, oh, you or can't. you can figure it out and get yourself a chocobo. 
And then there's the areas you can only go to if you have the car or have the airship. And then uh, once that has happened, the whole world's opened up to you through small limitations. It's forced you into the story that you should have experienced. Yeah. Mm. Rather than you being dumped into the world where you could just bumble around. Right. Like, like Red Dead Redemption, mm-hmm. which I'll let you guys borrow. Mm. Uh, Red Dead 2, it's... it's. Oh, you're not interested in it? I'm not at all. I, like I said, it. I'm burned out in open world games at this point. No, I'm very interested in it. I really enjoyed watching because I didn't play it as a kid, but I watched my mom play it a lot because she was like insanely into it. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching my mom play it like a lot, and I so I was always interested when I heard Red Dead Two coming out. It does this thing where it allows you to do all of the cool things super early, which normally I'd appreciate. I hate when games over tutorialize. Mm-hmm. I've played games for like. 20 years i don't need to have my hand held yeah. by a game but it relatively early allows you to do everything so what i did was i did a lot of the hunting missions they're not missions but hunting legendary beasts unlocking weapons robbing i did all the fun side activities and i got burnt out on the game before i got too deep into the main storyline which is a shame because they hire rockstar has a fantastic cast director mm-hmm. where all the voice actors are amazing in any rockstar game and the story's really good really well written all the characters you care about mm-hmm. but i'm so burnt out i'm so done i did everything i wanted to do in the game that like that good story isn't enough to keep me interested no i understand completely that's a big problem with open world games you do all the side quests and you never get around to the main quest yeah i did that a lot with fallout 4 i did do the main quest but uh I did do a lot of... I actually had a bug in Fallout 4 where I couldn't fully complete the main oh, quest yeah, because that. of it. It cut out a huge section of the main quest because I had an irreversible, unfixable bug. Uh, I made the mistake of uh, killing all of the... Uh, oh my god, I can't remember the name. The guys in the blimp. The guys in the big blimp. Oh, uh, Brotherhood of Steel? Yeah. I uh, Once I finished their little thing and like betrayed them, I brutally went up there and murdered all of them because I hated them. I killed every single one of them. And then right before the main quest, there's a thing where you have to go up to the Brotherhood of Steel. And I was like, I destroyed that place. I destroyed the blimp. It's think, on the uh, ground crash. Maxim and like in like Paladin Dance are immortal until the end of the game. Well, Dance, uh, there's a quest where he finds out he leaves. He leaves for a reason and he's yeah. no longer part of it. For big spoilers. Yeah. For big spoilers, he's no longer part. Even though it came out like a long time ago, he's yeah, no longer still, part I... of. No, I agree. He leaves. He never. He doesn't come back. So that wasn't even a factor in it. But they were like, "Go back up to the blimp, and you got to do this and this." And I was like, "The blimp isn't even in the sky anymore. I crashed it, and all of them are dead." And uh, because of that, it fucked up the main story of the game. <sighs> And I had to skip a huge thing with the Underground Railroad that was a crucial part to the end of the game because early on I just killed all the Brotherhood of Steel because I didn't like them and I didn't like their attitude. Yeah. And I had no idea that would possibly happen. They did such a heel turn with them because, I mean, they're usually like the protectorist, like, protect the tech fact- faction mm-hmm. and they're pretty close to Space Marines, let's be honest. I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for power armor. I usually go with them in any Fallout game because usually they are the good guys. But they were such dicks. Man, I went Institute on my main run because you're a Did monster. You? You're a Ooh. monster if you don't go Institute. That's the your baby. Institute are evil. That's your baby. I murdered That's your him. son. Can I say, I actually had to reload the game because as soon as that old fuck walked out the door, I shot him and killed him <laughs> instantly. 
And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I killed my uh, son. I better reload. I killed him as quickly as I could, though. We should uh, we should, we should, should put a pin in this, because this is really good talk for Yeah, for yeah, we're, we're, we're coming to the Sorry. close of this podcast. It's probably best we don't go on a uh, uh, fallout tangent at the time. I would I got, definitely want to discuss it at some point, though. I got a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts about Same. Fallout 4. Boy, it so was a I. game. It, it, I probably it have better good. thoughts because it's the first Fallout game I ever played. Yeah. Because I didn't really get to as a kid. Uh, so I have a, a love for it that most people do not because they've played better Fallout games before that. It's not a bad game. It's just mm. there's better Fallout games. But like I said, yes. pin in it. Pin. pin. Put that pin right in that. All right. Uh, is Any- there another thing you were excited for? I see a third tab. Was that? Uh, uh, we, I, I'm going to say that for later. Gotcha. That's eh, nothing too big, and gotcha. it'll, it'll it'll branch off into board games. Gotcha, gotcha, mm. gotcha. We'll see. Board games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's a podcast for folks. I think so too. I think yeah. it was a, a much more educational podcast than our first one. I think we really delved into a lot of things that a. Uh, other people might actually be interested in more very board game and video game centric kind of episode. Yeah. 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 Except for the spaghetti tangent. Yeah. The Fuck spaghetti. Feel spaghetti. Fuck that dang spaghetti with the onions. With the onions. <laughs> Fuck Whoever the onions. makes that, just make a sauce that doesn't have the little onions in it. Just, pure just make sell? a pizza sauce like it's on a pizza that yeah. you can get. Do you have the tombstone sauce from the little Lunchables you used to get when you were yes. in like junior elementary or, school? Or I so got good. whenever I worked at Kroger's. Sauce Those are so ever. good. Just the put them in a container for me. The pizza sauce I make for, for like, you guys, it has onions in it. Yeah, I just puree uh, it. Yours is really good because it's puree. Yeah, I was just telling him about it. Uh, it's so good whenever it's pure. Listen, hey, uh, fucking Prego, can you just make a sauce that doesn't have little onions in it? Can I think just their vodka do that for sauce me? doesn't have onions in it. I want—I mean, a red sauce. Can you just oh. put a red sauce that right. is perfectly pureed so I can make meatball hoagies without having to get around don't the fucking little do- onions? Some little people like onions. that, though. I don't. Well, they can just make one sauce, and it'll say, no onion bits, and I'll get it. And exactly. uh, me and Ray will buy time. it, and <laughs> right we will now. be a big market. <laughs> Please. As it is now, i got to go buy 15 dang Lunchable pizzas things and I'll <laughs> put all the sauce packets out of it to make a little tiny thing of spaghetti. i got to make my own sauce out of like tomato paste and all that kind of shit. Come on. Hey, Prego. Please. I'm begging Ragu you. Ragu, too. We're begging what you. The Ragu, heck? Somebody I'm on not, the page. I'm not. Somebody jump out into a blender and just puree it. Why don't you dump it out in a blender? Hey, why yeah, don't you? <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, all right, we're done here. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's a good, that's a so, good segue. Uh, we got to plug our pluggables first. Oh, uh, yeah, pluggables. We have a Facebook now. Uh, we put the podcast up there. I also advertise the Facebook. So if you see us pop up, hey, that's us. You saw us. Yay. Uh, also, working. we have a Twitter that we put our things up on. We have a Tumblr that I put our things up on. Uh, it's all table stop or table stop cast. I believe our Tumblr is tablestopcast.tumblr.com. Our Twitter should be table stop cast. Our Facebook is table stop. Uh, we've plugged our email multiple times. That uh, is table stop cast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. So yeah, we're working on that. Eventually we'll probably get a new fancier banner as well. So we'll get our Delgado back. All right. Well, that's a podcast. That? Um, no one's got any more pluggables, any places that they're at. Oh, uh, follow me on my personal Tumblr where I post memes, cats, and social commentary, as well as keep up on the news, both good and bad, at a little bit gay and more.tumblr.com. No hyphens, because I'm not a little bastard. And it's all one <laughs> word and spelled like it sounds. 
So uh, follow me there. Uh, I just post a bunch of random shit and fun shit. And uh, that's about it for me. Mm-hmm. All righty, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>